0: Eine Frage. Wie schnell war der Aufschlag? 150 km/h. Wie lang war der Drive?
1: 229 Meter.
0: Wie lange hast du geschlafen? Oh, 7 Stunden 54 Minuten. Letzte Frage. Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der Achtsamkeit? Ja, genau das mache ich. Wir alle haben Fragen. Und die neue Apple Watch Series
1: 7 hat die Antworten. Auf dem bisher größten und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am
0: Handgelenk. Lieferengpässe möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6S oder neuer App aus dem App Store. Abo erforderlich.
2: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by celery, the show that is still shell-shocked and wearing a tin hat after Brentford's aerial bombardment. Uh, well, we all knew that it wasn't going to be a pushover and we were all worried about what Anthony Taylor might do to affect proceedings. But with Chelsea having been in complete control for about 60 minutes, uh, what we didn't expect was for Brentford to unleash an aerial bombardment in West London, the like of which has not been seen since the one delivered by the Luftwaffe, or Wimbledon. Uh, Of course, had we scored more than one goal from the chances we created when on top, or even bothered to create more chances, then we would not have had to seek the safety of a metaphorical Anderson shelter. If only Brentford had a tube station! Thankfully, Chelsea channelled their inner blitz spirit, hunkered down, made a cup of tea and sang a few cheery musical songs while air raid warden Edward Mendy kept the buzz bombs at bay. Just. In truth, Chelsea were lucky to get away with a win and could easily have lost without Mendy's heroics. But it's also true to say that we outclassed Brentford for much of the match and showed a toughness and resilience defensively that surely will stand us in good stead in pursuit of a league title this campaign. Think Blackburn Rovers away in 2005. It's also true to say that we are still top of the league and having a laugh, albeit nervously. And the title of tonight's show is, I think rather appropriately, for many reasons, Buzz Bombs, Chelsea fancast number 844. Uh, now, um, obviously, I'm Stanford Chidge, and I'm about to uh, introduce my guests. And normally, I would introduce them by their name. But I think tonight, in honour of the shambles of <laughs> Chelsea's administrative systems, we should all be introducing <laughs> ourselves in our Chelsea name. My Chelsea name happens to be Richard. And uh, who are you, JK? I-, I didn't get subjected to
1: this, oh. actually. So, uh, yeah, so um, I'm afraid I'm still Jonathan.
2: Well, I'm I'm very happy to hear that. <coughs> um uh, Dan, who and who are you tonight? tonight, Matthew, I'm gonna be Eduardo. I'm Richard. <laughs> Matthew
0: can't be there, stars so eyes. Oh
2: yeah. God, very good. That slipped. Eduardo. By me. Eduardo. Dan is Eduardo. Well, Tony?
3: Uh, well, uh, but uh, how they found out my weekend identity of Jackie, I have no idea. <laughs> Tony <laughs> um, is a
2: cross-dresser. I always knew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but now they've they've corrected it and they've decided they've gone for the generic everybody is now called supporter ah,
2: yeah,
3: in the apology yeah. email.
2: That's absolute shambles, isn't it? It's, it's <laughs> As you've already figured out. Someone's had a very bad first day at work. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, well i think it goes deeper than that i've got my theories but i better not reveal them here um Suffice to say that I am not Richard, I am Stamfordshire. Jonathan is still very much Jonathan Kidd and we love him for it. Uh, Dan, the lovely Dan Silver, uh, always good to see him on the show and always a right royal treat to see the lovely Tony Glover. So that's who we've got on the show tonight. And uh, we're all quite good. Well, I'm in particularly in a good mood for various reasons, not least, because I've got the week off and that doesn't half help. Now, on the show tonight, uh, we ponder, we do, we ponder Tommy T's surprise uh, team selection. Uh, Chelsea not making possession count again and Chilwell blowing hot. In part two, we look at Brentford's second half tactical change and their aerial bombardment. Chelsea's hive mind. See what I've done there? Mendy saving the day and Chelsea digging in for victory. See what I've done there. Bit of a blitz theme tonight, World War II. Apparently, this country is very nostalgic for World War II, so I keep reading. So I thought I'd jump straight in there as well. In fact, later on, we will have a guest uh for the especially for the show we're gonna have Vera Lynn on uh anyway in part three uh we have not not Vera Lynn I assure you we have the results of this week's fannies for the Brentford match a great email from Bobby D from Down Under and some questions from Discord and in part four we wrap up with a preview of the Chelsea v Malmo match in the Champions League on Wednesday night now as ever don't forget you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7pm by going to Mixler, which is M-I-X-L-R dot com forward slash Chelsea Hi from Fancast, where, of course, you can join in with the lovely people who are all in there. Loads of people in there tonight. I shall have a quick scoot down there. Kepler's in there. Chris, Albert the Second, the lovely Mark Meen, Eddie Mack, B-A-W-A, and uh, the lovely Claire McConnell, Nathan from the Chelsea Grave Society, Kev, Pierre, uh, keep the blue flag flying in North. Rob Coom, Arivero, Blue Bloke, Wazol, Joyo. I'm I'm a, I'm a happy bird tonight. Uh, French Blues, Nick. Ah, not seen you in here before. Planet Earth is blue. Donal, Donal's in here. Tony, to keep you sorted out. Which is good a good man. Suit. Good man. Super Dan, Matt Young, Jonathan Perry's. I could go on and on and on. If I haven't mentioned you, I'm sorry, but we need to get on with the show. So there we go, and we will do that right after this break. <laughs> So there we go uh jonathan and i had a, a huge amount of fun uh, on friday night as we always do doing the uh the preview show and uh normally normally uh we get the selection pretty close we've become quite adept at reading the mad we, mysterious mind of got, tommy we t got, we got the back three right though didn't we, Chief? we did get the back three right and actually that was the one that was up for some debate but uh uh no, well, no, we didn't. I didn't say Sar was going to start. That's the point. No, 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 about three, the three in the middle. We got the three in the middle right. <laughs> well, did we? I mean, you know, I'm not going to like rake over the old coals, but it was it was a bit of a surprise to see it three five two. I have to say, uh, and I really was surprised to see Sar start. Uh, I was disappointed not to see James, but I kind of understood that. Um, but you know, blimey. But I have to say, uh, and I'll start with you first, J.K. Um, we did we did give i mean there was a collective groan when we we mentioned the possibility that that young malang Sarr might start against brentford um, but to be very fair to him, I thought he did all right. As in fact so did, did Chaloba. Ch- and of course yeah. R- to cheek was wonderful. Again, I thought. I, I thought well, he he was wonderful for 70 minutes, he and was. then it's
1: it's difficult to make any assessment because they all they did was defend. I thought Ch- uh, uh, Chalabar was was outstanding. Yes, actually. he was. Actually, uh, I wouldn't even go so far to say just he was good. It's particularly his defending from all those throw-ins, he seemed to be the first one there every time. That throw-in that they they, they bloke who just like Rory
2: Delap again, wasn't it? It was,
1: but it was. De Lapp at least used to get it into the penalty area. This bloke just lobbed it, lobbed it up to the, uh, about 10 yards away from the post, but there was always somebody there to head it on. That was the the way they were playing. And in many instances, it was just there's Chalabar getting there first and heading it out, but then it comes back in again. Um, I, I, was, I, I was very disappointed with the way that we played in the last 20 minutes, despite us uh, holding out. And the the comparisons with Blackburn, of uh, 2005 I I was I was there actually were very different and to me it was more like watching um, uh, late 80s Wimbledon from this and it makes you actually think why don't people do this more often this 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 just this large lob into the penalty area. Did you
2: think Sarr did okay?
1: Oh oh, sorry that's what you asked me wasn't it I thought he did very well indeed. We got him wrong didn't we? We got him wrong, yeah. and we, were, you know, um, but rather than mayor culpa, what would it be? Uh, mayor um, culpa. All of us. All of us culpa. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: uh, because yeah, we were willing to be a bit dismissive. I think rightly yeah. so because he, he was hadn't, poor. I thought he was poor against Villa. Absolutely right. Yeah. He, had, he wasn't hugely impressive, but I, I, but particularly in the first half, I thought he was really excellent. But um, uh, I thought they were all good, except this once again, this this bizarre. Um, after you, Claude, that um, Werner and Lukaku kept playing with each other. They kept getting into positions and passing. You were fucking shoot, Jesus Christ! What is the matter with you? And I, it's, I can't believe that we seem to have inherited exactly the same things as we had last year, and even under Frank. So I'm just slightly uh, disturbed. Uh, I know, uh, I know, it was a different, different selection. I want
2: to, I want to get onto that because I, I, that's yeah. absolutely first half material. It's, we kind of split it up: part one, first half tonight; part two. Uh, yeah, second yeah, half, yeah, really, yeah, but you're right, yeah. and and I really want to go to town on that. But before I do, yeah, um, I want to I want to talk about Kovacic, Dan. Um oh, God. I I I I because I was at home, sadly. I mean, actually, before we get into that, um, I was at home. I I had a ticket, and then I didn't have a ticket, which was very annoying and upsetting. Not not the fault of any of the person who kindly uh, managed to rumble up one for me at all. But it was a real gutter not to be there. Of course, you as with J K were there, weren't you, Dan? Well,
0: indeed. Actually, was indeed. That was very lovely Alex
2: Churchill. Yeah. So, um, we talk about Kovacic. Well, yeah, in a minute. Uh, okay. What was it like? I want to ask you what oh, it was like there. Cracky atmosphere.
0: atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, there's no stations opening in really the ground, so we started off at a pub in Kew Gardens, which is really, really nice. Walked up, got it in the ground, no problems at all. Really smart little ground. Just it's Jewish a fair area
1: around there, Kew. is lovely.
0: It's beautiful. It's literally like flats, 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 although it's a stadium. Um, yeah. It's a great little stadium. Yeah. Got in no problems at all. Very good seats. Great acoustics. And some of the songs were fantastic. I mean, Solomon song got to run out. <laughs> great, great songs. <laughs> did, 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 you,
2: did you do Rafa as He's Not Wanted Here? Yes, yes,
0: yes. yes, no, yes. It was proper retro yes. songs. It was really great. It has yes. yes. absolutely top four. I and mean, remember Timo Werner got loads oh. of of That non-stop. song. It was non-stop, non-stop
1: song, yeah. yeah. They and love singing know, that song, don't they, Dan? They love singing it. Yeah. And
0: yeah. I, I, from my position, I really confused because I was so diagonally looking at the pitch for diagonal. And some of the kind of talk generally about Lukaku making some incredible runs, but oh. he's, oh, out.
1: he's
0: oh, oh, making so many runs. We've absolutely,
2: got to...
1: absolutely agree.
2: Yes, we, we well, must I, really I, I, I think the reason the problem with that, and that's why I wanted to talk about Kovacic actually, because I, 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 I have to be honest, I, I sat there and, and and watched Kovacic and I. I I thought I thought he had a shocker actually. He kept on giving the ball away. Oh. And every part I mean, that's the point. The number of passes he made to uh to the forwards just never you know, they would he just didn't make them very basically. They they were nowhere near. And I think this is goes this segues beautifully into I know JK's rightly got a, a hump about this. But uh, but Tony, you know, the thought that I had about Kovacic was what does he do? that Billy Gilmore or Conor Gallagher can't do. And I think the other thing that I want to weave into that is that the the setup that we had, the 3-5-2, I understand why Tuchel did it, because Brentford always play 3-5-2, and, and, and hitherto, recently, we have been monstered in midfield when we've only had two there. But, you know, we had no link between the midfield and the attackers, bar dear old Ruben Loftus-Cheek making runs through, which he did really, really well. But if Kovacic was supposed to be the guy, you know, doing the breaking the lines pass, he's about as good at that at the moment as he is shooting Tony.
3: Uh, I, I think he he didn't have his greatest game. I, I'm a big fan of Kovacic. I think he's, he's, he's got something about him. Um, you know, and it was only I two mean, years I, ago. I wouldn't,
2: I wouldn't tell that to his face, obviously.
3: No, uh, no, because he still does <laughs> look like a hitman, and he still look- does look like a sort of bloke who's pint you want to knock over in a pub. Um, Uh, And uh, I I think he, 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 I simply think he had a bad game. And if you, you know, I don't think he had a good game, but I think he was better than Kante, who I thought was awful. Really? Yeah, I did. I thought, you know, nobody says it. Everybody sits there and says every game, he's world class, he's world class. He had a shocker. He had an absolute shocker. I mean, he was that did,
1: bad first half there, was he though, Tony? First half. I thought they uh, were... None of them were really that bad first half.
3: I think we got markedly worse when Kovacic went off because yeah, we lost something exactly there. The we point lost point. some steel or, or, or something there. So I, I can't dig Kovacic out too much. He, he didn't have his best game. I, I would think as we got into that period in the second half, everybody's performance levels dropped off. What we missed was that's Thiago Silva's cool head and Rudiger's um, badgering and, and kind of um, constant nagging at the back. It was a, a lack of experience, I think. And that, that fed into that whole the whole team. I mean, there were experienced players out there who just couldn't fucking find a blue shirt. They were just passing. They weren't even doing that. They were just opening yeah, up the park. Right, and I think right. We just opened ourselves up there. Um, so for me, I mean, what does Kovacic do that Gilmore and Gallagher does? I think he has got that level of experience. Um, And that showed when he went off. I think if you've had Billy Gilmore there or Conor Gallagher or anybody else, they would have been as as easily overrun as that.
2: I'm going to talk about it in part two, Tony, but I have you absolutely right about Kovacic going off, in spite of the fact that I didn't think he played very well. You know, him going off and putting Mount on effectively made us back to a 3-4-3. And of course, Mm. Brentford, and I'll talk about this in part two, but they brought on Force, who sat on Loftus' cheek and stopped him getting out. And I think that had a lot to do with what happened. Dan first, then J.K.
0: Yeah, you both taken my point. As soon as Kovacic
2: went off, I'm, I'm him off. sorry. I'm
0: sorry. Oh, yeah, it's all right. it's all right. I put my hand up a long time ago. <laughs> I know, you know, but,
2: you know, I wanted to talk to Tony for a minute.
0: No, no, no it's fine. I, I, I totally agree with Tony. I think Kovacic didn't have his best game catch. So I thought it was poor by his by his standards. He sort of an, There
2: was only one game, of him so. on Saturday, not two then.
0: Yeah. I just thought, as soon as Kovacic went off, we invited a lot of pressure. The fact he got booked very early on, I think it was more of a tactical side because, you know, especially yeah. Taylor in charge, you never know. He you know, might have farted and got another booking. So it was, you know, I thought, you know, we just played. <laughs> we divided the pressure. Um, yeah, and I just think that, that team team's lacked some real experience. I mean, you know, Lukaku aside, that whole team, we didn't have 100 premiership games each, did they? If you look at no, it, I don't think.
2: No. Well, the back so line that- is definitely very inexperienced. No. I've got to say, JK, you are cheating tonight. He's looking what? at me like, what, what, what? Because, you know, we have this brilliant system, apart from when I ignore it, like a minute ago, when Dan puts his thumb, his hand up and I, I bring you in because I go, put my thumb up and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've got, you're sitting in front of a, a wonderful picture of Ol- Olivier Giroud. I think that's at Southampton, by the way. But uh, he's got his arm up, so it looks like you've permanently got your hand up <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I look across.
1: But if I go there, look. it I have does, here, but, I
2: know. <laughs> it looks like you've permanently got your hand up. It's really confusing me. Anyway, what did you want to say? Um, you asked originally the question: what does what does Kovacic bring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. differences, and I
1: don't think I, I think he's very different from Gallagher and Gilmore in that um, uh, he has this ability to to bring the ball out when there are two people around him and surge into the into midfield and create space. Which I don't think I think they're they're very different players. They're, there's an industry about them, but they haven't got this moment where you think. What's he going to do? He's not going to get out of this. And he does. No, he does that well. I agree. And he I does agree. that really well. And I think the problem is, is that he's done this in several games this season. He gets into a position where he's, you think he's going to put them in, they're, they're going to be in there because it's just him and the player. And his passing has become a bit shit. Yeah. And it's all, it's down to the pass. It's not down to the initial movement because he's, he's getting the ball um, and he's, and he's, He's weaving his magic, but he's just not being able to play it through. And they need somebody, uh, we've talked about this before, with the ability to just chip a ball through or lace it through or play that wonderful pass that Salah played, for example, in the uh, opening game, in the opening for, for the opening goal. I think it was where outside of the foot, he doesn't appear to have that ability. Where I think he ain't he got it in his locker, pass. mate. And also, but the other thing was when he, of course, he was. He was booked early on by Taylor. I immediately thought, Oh god, oh, for the fuck's sake, he's gonna be off, yeah, isn't he? Too, Regardless, man. he'll be off yeah. even if even if he doesn't foul anybody, Taylor will find a reason to give him another yellow card. So, in a sense, it was actually a lucky, I mean lucky No, I think it was a good move to take him off, even from that point of view, because Taylor is such a loose cannon. I mean, to, to his He was to, great on Saturday. His, his he hated credit.
2: Brentford instead, which was wonderful. Yeah, he did <laughs> to his credit. He gave
1: many more the other way. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Dano? Done. i was just
0: going to Taylor. I think he he realised he's going to be massively under the microscope for that match. I agree with three. you completely. Yes, and, and the whole of the Taylor, you're cunt. The whole and I, of oh, that was hilarious. Water. I love that's, that. That's
2: got into the celery moments. I yes. thought that was a little bit unjustified
1: as well, actually, at the no, time. No, it was history.
0: No, actually, he gave a couple of... Do-
1: yes, true, he did. There were dubious,
0: dubious ones, and weren't they? And if sent a player off and made a bad decision, he would have got absolutely The oh, oh.
2: cleaners. We, we put him under heavy manners, as did Brentford, which I thought was hilarious. Listen, let's get into this whole thing about... Because, you know, the 3-5-2, I think, left... I mean, it's kind of like, it's, look, I'll tell you what, you know, for all the criticism that I'm about to lob in here, it doesn't half make you realise what a difficult job it is as a manager, you know, trying to get all these things working. Because we've said on shows repeatedly that Loftus-Cheek is the solution to the midfield problem per se, because he's the only player really that can beat players, can bring the ball out and can pass and can score goals if he gets, gets, you know, into the right areas, which he, he tends to try and do. At the moment, he tends to get fouled about five yards out of the penalty area. But, you know, and that's what, you know, Tuchel did what I, I, I wanted him to do. I mean, I personally, I might have started Jorginho with Kante, but I can understand why Kovacic plays. He's a good player. I'm not, not knocking him. But we know that Kovacic can't put this kind of brilliant uh, defence-splitting pass in that puts Werner or Lukaku through. We sure as shit know that he can't shoot. I mean, there was a there's a shot now that I think is like reached Oxford because it hit the Thames at such oh. velocity. Oh. I mean, we know that. And that's what I mean when I say I sat there spitting at the television saying, what is it he does that Billy Gilmore and Conor Gallagher can't do? Because Billy Gilmore can play a defensive midfield role and he can pass. And we know that. We've seen him do it. He's done some beautiful passes that have set up goals in the past. And He's Con- a better
1: passer than Kovacic. I agree completely. Yeah,
2: and and Conor Gallagher you know, could be that forward minded midfielder. The the number of goals he scores, you know, he's got a bit of frank about him, I think. So it just makes me wonder I mean I know that, that neither of them are here, so in a in a sense this is a bit of a like a uh, stupid conversation. But there's a big
1: worry about Gilmore because he's not being selected
2: Well we're gonna talk to the bloke from Norwich about that yeah, on Thursday. Yeah. yeah I've told him that. I said I can't wait to talk to you about Billy Gilmore. But that that aside, you know, again I said last Friday, let's play Werner and uh, Lukaku together because that makes sense to me. But it ain't working, and, I, and it just occurs to me, the question I'm going to ask, eeny, meeny, miny, Mo, Tony. Uh, no, Dan, because Dan, Dan sulked a minute ago, so I'm going to ask Dan first, because <laughs> uh, Tony's eating. But uh, Dan, um, Lukaku, do we have a problem, Houston?
0: No, we don't, that's all. I think he's he had a couple of disallowed goals in the two games, you know, both maybe in the second Brentford guy he maybe made it run a bit too soon just offside against the Hampton. So he's making the runs, but he's not being found, he's not getting the service. That's what we were saying, really. But yeah, I think well, no problem at all. I thought him and Timo together will start working very well because Timo never stops running. you nice. saw, sort of, you know, Timo was quite often making runs to take defenders away. Lukaku was then making run into space and nobody was finding him. Our biggest problem is the creativity trying to get the ball through to the strikers, not Lukaku. I wonder yeah.
1: whether Werner is too well brought up whether he's been his parents have said you know to him no no you've got to share much more He's well You're
2: disciplined mate it, Yes it, you it, know what I mean Is getting into penalty
1: you think Fucking shoot, T- Timo. Yeah, shoot, I, thought, I,
0: thought, score. I think one time in the second <laughs> half, he, he kind of pulled the ball back. He just got... Yeah, that's right that's right, that's right. that's right.
1: It,
3: he it, passed
0: it, to, it, to it, Lukaku on, on one occasion part. when it, it was so much easier to score himself. I'm going to go, no, Timo, yeah. just score. Listen, fucks, hey. I, I, I don't think we've got a problem with Lukaku. He's, he's, a, he's a classy striker. He's been a bit unlucky with two dislike goals. He makes runs. We just need to give him the ball
2: ball in the right area. And I mean, you know, that was what was so frustrating about Kovacic because you could see what they were trying to do, you know, but the the kind of striker, Tony, that Lukaku is, is, you know, you've (laughs) got to see, I'll get there in the, I'll get my (laughs) teeth in (laughs) in a minute, but, um, you know, he makes that run early, you know, and you've got to see that and he's running into some space and you've got to put that ball, you know, kind of reverse pass it in a sense. So you yeah. could see that what they were trying to do. But the execution, and again, I, I, I wrote in the notes, no precision, something that Tommy T moans about a lot. And it yeah. just wasn't there. But, I mean, I, go on, mate, go on.
3: No, I, I think, I think the, the Werner-Lukaku partnership, I think it's a work in progress. I think I completely agree with that. Uh, defenses hate Werner, right? Defenders hate him because he's constantly running at him. He's got... I mean, he left a couple of the Brentford players for absolute dead. Right, um, uh, and I, th- I think that's something that's that's got to develop. I don't think it's something you just hit off with. As as the more they play together, I think the more they'll learn uh, each other's positional preferences, etc., that that kind of thing. And I think that could work with 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 other players as well. With Lukaku up front, I mean, I've always maintained like, my worry is is when Lukaku is out, and then we're back on false nines and shit like that, which is, I think is shit. It never worked on the Verna shooting front. Um, I watched quite a few games over the weekend. We're not the only team that have that issue, and I don't think it's a player issue. I think it's a coaching issue with these coaches. Um, you know, and, and, and there isn't enough greed. Um, Andy Cole, Nicholas and Elka, lots of players like that used to get absolutely pelters for being greedy bastards, but they scored goals because they took their shots. And that seems to have wormed its way out. I think the only one, I think, who's got that element of greed at the moment is Salah.
1: Who, you and know, Vardy. Vardy. And yeah. Vardy,
3: yeah. Vardy, but Vardy doesn't do much else, does he? But what he does do is very good. And I think that's where it is. And I, I honestly think with the likes of Werner Havertz and, and any number of other players at any other teams, is they're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah? Team spirit means, hey, pass the ball. Try and get one of your mates yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: whereas on the other end. Go back to the greats in the past; they were just out and out greedy fuckers, I, and 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 that was that made them what they were. That made, you know, I mean, you know, Andy Cole was never the most popular person in Manchester United. I mean, him and Sheringham never spoke for years, did they? So, you know, I think that's part and parcel of the game. I, I'm I'm not too worried about it. I think, you know, I think when I think of the bad days we've had at the office post international breaks. Um, and I I tweeted straight after that claim, we got out of jail yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no getting away yeah, I, from that I, I,
2: I, know, I, know, are... I know it sounds like we're being a bit negative Nelly here yeah. but no, I, no, I, no. I, I'm just kind of wanting to set the context for what happened really Dan you had your you had your thumb yeah. in the air
0: yeah just, just, just to kind of turn it to positivity I think what we eight games into the season we're getting three goals two uh, penalties one was deflection We've had very tough away games all top
2: of the league. It's not, you know. I think. Look, do you know what? You're right, Dan. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, this is actually it's interesting, isn't it? You know, uh, I had the opportunity to fanny about with Twitter afterwards, because I wasn't sadly in a pub getting drunk with you. Not that I'm bitter or envious at all, you know. But um,
0: no, there was I a, it was. A, I like it was. <laughs> no, no, not
2: in the least. But it was really interesting because that was that was thematically what was going on. I think we're. I think what's happening is, you know. We're not stupid. We have eyes. We've seen a lot of football and it's clearly not working very well in some respects. What's not working well is the link between midfield and attack. And I think that that's, that's what's causing the issue. And that is the mm. headache. That is the problem that Tommy Tuchel needs to solve. Now, he either solves it by just keep getting these guys working, playing together until they actually figure it out. And I mean, I always remember this conversation that I had with Kerry many years ago. Kerry Dixon said to me, "They had the same problem with him, Pat Nevin, and Speedo yeah. when all that happened, and that got resolved by him and Speedo coming to blows in the dressing room afterwards." He told, he told us that at, yeah. the, at the pensioner. That's right, you know, and you just got to—they got to know each other's game, and I think it's still very early with that. But um, I do think actually the real issue is the midfield, uh, JK, because I—I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to stick the boot in here, but <clears throat> the midfield that we have. I think is a legacy of several managers that we've had in recent times. You know, they're very kind of possession oriented, sideways passing, more defensively minded midfielders. And I just don't think we have the creativity in that midfield, the goal scoring now, the, you know, putting that defence. I mean, you know, Fabregas, that's, you know, since Fabregas went, we haven't had that kind of a player in midfield. And that is what we're crying out for because we are not linking midfield and attack. I think yeah. he
1: hoped Saul would provide that solution.
2: I think the bloke in the Better Called Saul films would be more, or programmes would be more likely to do that, mate. Well, at the moment, <laughs> that may be the case, but I think that's why he was purchased. Yeah, I think you're right.
1: You know, and, uh, and he's about, what what I think somebody posted on Twitter, he's about 17th in line to get in the team at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, uh, on those past displays, but... Um,
2: um well loftus uh, Lof Cheek could do that, I think. No, we we can, know he, he can, can score, we know he can pass, we know he can run, we know he can beat players I mean he's got no, it all, he, mate. He,
1: and it's a conundrum he's created because he it, we've all said if he is playing at his best, he, he is unstoppable and yeah. we want him to be playing at his best. And and he he is the he is the the uh we we'll use the same word again, he is the best player to have come out of the academy over the last few years. Most it's talented. Yeah, most talented, absolutely, and he—he's he, been demonstrating that in fits and starts because of his injuries and because of being played in the wrong position. He suddenly looks as if he's actually in a in a in a position that suits him, but um, he's got to do this week in and week out. And so, yes, he may solve a few problems, but I don't quite know what you have to remember is we did win the Champions League with this side last year.
2: Well, and I, so- yeah, but that's a really good point, J.K., because this is what often happens. You know, we ha- we found something that worked for us last yes. season. Yes. And and I know that Tony and I are a bit curmudgeonly about it because we like old-fashioned strikers who score goals. But it worked very well for Liverpool having a floating front three. And it was actually working well for us. OK, albeit that Werner wasn't scoring but goals. not in the
1: league. Weird, not in the Premier League. It worked, though, in the in the, in the Champions but League.
2: But I, I think I think that without the focal point of a striker, I mean, the theory goes yeah. is that... You know, it's hard for defenses to mark you because they don't know who to mark, and you're moving around all the time. And of course, this is this played into our hands because we've got all these wingers that aren't really that aren't really played as wingers that I keep moaning about. And, and, all and a that. different
1: selection, Pulisic was yeah, more available. All of that. that,
2: and it did work. And I mean, I I happen to think that that you know Lukaku plays a particular way. You know, he is a, a, a more of a traditional striker, so he's <clears> looking to get on the shoulder of a defender, or he's looking to hold the ball up and play other people in. Now. He's not getting that the the ball nice. early enough to play on the shoulder, and they're not putting it into the spaces he wants, and also they're blocking the channels off to him when he's playing, uh, you know, in front of the defence. Okay, and we've got nobody to run onto it. No midfielders coming through to run onto it if he does hold it up. Yeah. But I, ironically, I think you know that if we don't have Lukaku, which is what Tony was going on a minute ago, you know, if he gets dropped or if he doesn't play for a few, I actually think Havertz. I think we've got two strikers yeah. at this club. Lukaku and Havertz. But Havertz is a very different kind of guy because he will no, come deep for the ball and he'll move, a bit more like Harry Kane does, for example. He will move all over the place. But I think he's got a great finish. He knows how to score goals. He's good in the air. I think yeah. he's, you know, th- we have two strikers, Lukaku and, and Havertz in my book, Tony. Can I
3: also add to this that despite everything else, Lukaku is a fabulous header of the ball. You know, it, it, up there with Drogba, that kind of ability... So why the hell can't Azpi get the ball above waist height on a cross? Well, he
2: never, has he, done. He he
3: never he been able it.
1: to, though, Tony. They don't play the wing back. He They had no option. He had no option. It drove me mad yeah, but, time and time again.
2: I, I, I totally agree with you, Tony. But I, I, as, we, as what Jonathan said, I think, I think, given you know all things being equal, Reece James has to start as a wing back or Hudson Odoi. Yeah. You know because. Yeah but but he couldn't you know because he, he's, he's not well, I think he was match fit he's just come back from injury um, mm. JK do you want to have the final word on the Lukaku conundrum
1: well I I, I, I think it's what Dan and, and what Tony have both said I think he, he's he's um, uh, he's running into positions where he's not been given the ball and he's going mad when that happens yeah. because he- he escapes centre half and he runs, and the, the somebody hasn't have the vision or the ability. In in Kovacic's case, Kovacic tried to give him the ball and then played a really crap pass, which got easy, easily intercepted. So um, I think the problem though he's got as well is that when he does get the one chance, you think he must bury it. He did. He had a perfect chance in the second half and he blazed over. And you just think, oh, yeah. you, you can't do that. He, he's got to be sharper. He, so it, it because of the way it's it, way. The small margins in the game at the moment. You get your chance. You're a top top striker. You score when that happens. When that that's me being being very critical because he's ninety five million quid. You and know, you expect him to. And he was, was offside. No, no, that no, no, no. was he. Of course, uh, he, he was, was offside. It was but a good. It was right. a
2: good finish, though. You're right. It was you're a right. good finish. Right. finish. It was a good. Well, no, finish. Sir, but
1: but I I I just think that both he and and Vern have got to work There's, something out so they're Claude. not after you, Claude. You know, they just keep giving passing the ball to each other.
2: Dan Dan next, then Tony.
0: Yeah, just, just Lukaku, because I think there was some talk that he was he was knackered after Belgium. Yeah, as really well, yeah. Maybe he maybe wasn't 100% fit.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. After. Yeah. So, but that, one other thing I would like to say as well is that what I see in Lukaku is very redolent of Drogba's first season with us, Um where everyone, was people i was stood with in the ground were like, what does this bloke do? He's, yeah. he's always yeah. in the wrong position. You're like, no, he... He's in the right
2: position. Everybody else is in the wrong position. (laughs) Everyone
3: else is playing the wrong ball to him or whatever. And and once that understanding kicked in, he became devastating, lethal, terrorising defenders. And I think it's about that time to get it fixed. I think we all expected that, you know, and I know Paul Crowder came on, Twitter and say, yeah, for he 90, doesn't
2: like. All, he, he's got an issue with Lukaku, like JK has with Werner, mate. Yeah,
3: and I think he sort of said, yeah, for night, "You know, for 90 really million pounds, expect ground running." Well, it doesn't work like that. Football doesn't work like that. These relationships have to be built. This learning curve has this learning process, and in the, in the uh, uh, positional sense, and who wants what, where and where, and and so so that in the end, they're not even thinking about where that player is because they know where they're going to put the ball for that player to be happy. And I think that takes time to develop. And yeah. at the moment, you've got the stuttery start with with international breaks, you know, crammed in because the World Cup's next year, etc. Um, I'm still confident. I, I still, and I, I do, I meant what I said, that I think Lukaku's season so far is looking very Drogba-esque, you know. Yeah. I think it'll come good. And when it does, people will be, they'll be talking about him. In the same way that they did with Drogba and Henri and players
2: like that, they'll be saying, oh, "Me too." I, I, th- they've got a gel. We've been saying it all season. Sooner or later, it will. And there's no need to panic. I mean, what I would say, JK, is that you know it's quite interesting, isn't it, how the narrative twists? And I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about what happened in the second half in part two. But you know, you come away from the game thinking, "Jesus Christ, we got battered," and we were hanging hang on. And if you look at the stats and the, the number of shots that they had you would agree but that first certainly the first half and i would say you know good 10 15 minutes in the second half we were in control of that game yeah we absolutely. outclassed it, all them all over we them. outclassed a, over yeah them. we outclassed a very good team you know and and we got that wonderful Chilwell goal we and we should have had yeah, more of course many more. which is our big problem but it really know. annoyed
1: me one match of the day when uh when their manager said um you know, we, you know we bossed the game all for the whole of the game we're all over them for the whole of the game no you weren't you weren't, it's just the last 20 minutes that it became, uh, you know, complete squeaky bum time. No, yeah, that yeah. They, we, we. but it's that one thing, it's that thing again. We only got one goal, yeah, exactly. you know, which is exactly what happened under Frank. And it's yeah. exactly what happened under, under Tuchel early on as yeah. well. Well, it happened in the league, didn't it? Benitez,
3: lest we forget QPR at home. Yeah.
0: this right? yeah. yeah. team is built on defence, or defences saw, Mendy was superb. But I, I, I was, don't forget I, was, I was back three, Help more or less hold their own and come in with three points. The players Liverpool yeah. fell to it. Arsenal
2: got beaten. Oh yeah, it's look, it's it's yeah. not a bad result. There's no oh, doubt yeah, yeah. about that. Listen, yeah. let's talk about Chile's goal because, and let's actually let's talk about Ben Chilwell because I I am a big Ben Chilwell fan. I really like this kid. I, there's something about him. I really like him. He's a, he's he's got character. He's a nice kid. He's got oodles of talent. And I have to say, you know, J.K. and I, and this this is especially for you, Los Barnes, if you're listening. J.K. and I have eulogised profusely uh, about uh, the technique that a certain Marcus Alonso has. And I, I, I think he's got amongst the best technique in the entire side, actually. Yeah. His first touch is superb. Yeah. And yeah. It's, the way, you know, some of his volleys and shots, technique, yeah. superb. But Ben Chilwell, J.K., he's got it too, mate. That's twice, twice two games, the Southampton yeah. volley. And I tell and, you and what, it, that volley he scored against Brentford was top draw. Top draw because
1: he had he had to adjust his body in order to get the uh, to he hit kept it, low. it down, beautiful. He did, he did. Um, but uh, if he keeps Alonso out on this form,
2: yeah, totally,
1: completely, because he's he's so much a better defender and he tracks back better and he mm. and he, he channels the the wingers into the touchline all the yeah. time. He's a very clever player, Chilwell. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, and it's a shame because Alonso is the as we've said. Is the you know is the best goal scorer. So perhaps somehow they should put put Alonso up well, front. Why
2: don't they put them up front him, instead of Vernon? Play the three-five-two no. with Chilwell and Alonso. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's like, it's like reverse batting order, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I, don't I don't think he'll get in yet.
1: unless he, you know, he might play him in the Carabao Cup, Alonso. But I think he's he's uh, and bizarrely, of course, it coincides with him playing so well. He gets picked for Spain, Alonso. So, uh, but he, I don't think he's going to, think he's going to feature as main as as left back for the rest of the season. A, a top player a, a, the the top selection, it won't be. It'll be Chilwell, who is yeah. uh, is absolutely classy. I agree, mm. fantastic.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I think Tuchel managed him very well because clearly he was massively disappointed on the back of the Euros, not even getting a kick, <clears> handling really well. And I think look at him on social media; he's clearly a very popular member of the team because all his Instagram stories and stuff like that is clearly everyone really likes him. I think he's a great, great player. That that technique, that volley, Mark Hughes had done that. Have been utilizing utilizing about it. What a what yeah. a finish! Yeah. What an absolute finish! He's a great, great player. Yeah. He's young and he's he's really got his bit between his teeth. Got his first goal for England. So no, please, please, see him getting back in the team. Yeah, and I would
3: say I'd add to that saying that the the way Tuchel handled it as well because it was only a couple of weeks ago that he was saying that you know Ben well's just been unlucky really because you know he he was. Whatever, and he was talking. He was basically bigging up Ben Chilwell's attitude and saying, despite all of this, he's still training well. His opportunity will come. So it was a fantastic bit of man management on his part after the game when he did his interview uh, post match. I think it's the first time my missus has seen Tuchel interviewed, and she's absolutely. I mean, she, you know, Frank Lampard drove down our road; she'd be chasing after him, shouting, "Marry me, marry me!" Right? Um, she was. She still couldn't bring herself to to take the fact that they sat Frank and got Tommy Tugan And then she watched the interview with him after the match. She said, well, he's, he's really rather pleasant, isn't he? I said, <laughs> well, yeah, but his man management skills are, are absolutely fabulous. And I think with Chilwell, you, we, yeah, there was some criticism when we brought him in. You know, when we bought him, I think there were people saying, oh, he's, he's, he's not well, he's not this, he's not that. And yet everybody else, including Frank Lampard, a man who's played for England at the highest level and all sorts of stuff, wanted him in. He must have seen something there that a lot of us could see, but a lot of the, uh, some fans just couldn't see. And I think it's an absolute, t- I mean, it's nice to know that Alonso's there. I mean, I I, I think I criticised Alonso pretty heavily after the City game. Didn't like he him the prancing man of the poor,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: and, and said, you know, after this, if, if Chilwell doesn't get in after this, he must be sitting there thinking, what the hell has got to happen? And of course, um, I did call it right because t- um, Chilwell was in. Um, And what a return we're getting from him. Like you said, there there are strikers out there that would, would probably die for his technique um, when he, when he, when he hits
2: that ball. Definitely. Well, it's good to see. I think, I think he's beginning to get back to his best, which is, which let's face it by the end of last season was pretty damn good. And he's a lovely guy. And I'm, I'm very happy with him. Although I do, I do like Marcus Alonso. Uh, Now, uh, just as we kind of wrap this part up, uh, obviously in part two, we're going to get far more into what happened in the second half and, Ask some kind of bigger questions about that. Uh, but before we do that, uh, the football prizes or the at football underscore prizes competition, should I say, this week is the chance to win an N'Golo Conte signed and framed boot. Uh, don't worry, he's got plenty of boots, so you won't leave him like just playing with one boot on uh, Wednesday. But uh, the He's playing are- with one boot Saturday. No, oh, all right, all right, all right. All right. Tickets are £5.95 each, and the draw ends this Wednesday, the 20th of October. To enter, go to footballprizes.co.uk forward slash product forward slash boot hyphen cante. Now, there are only 65 tickets, not the usual 99 this week, uh, and 29 have gone already, so they're going... So make sure you don't miss out. Go and buy a ticket and do it now. Uh, and of course, uh, I know this for a fact because uh, I wrote my article and pinged it off DJ the other week. So it might even, it landed on my door last uh, Friday, I think. Uh, so those of you who subscribe will have got a copy. Those of you at the game on Saturday may have bought one as well. But uh, CFC UK, new edition is out Uh Everybody's favourite fanzine. If, of course, on a home match, you can always get it uh, opposite Fulham Broadway at the stall But you can subscribe if you if you don't get to games, if you're not in the country, you can still subscribe. In the UK, for a minimum of 10 issues, it will cost you 16 quid. uh, And if you want an individual copy, that's two quid each. And in Europe, it's 35 quid. And in the rest of the world, it's 45 quid. Alternatively, you can get a digital subscription, which means you get it emailed as a PDF. That costs six quid for a season and an individual issue will remain, guess what? Only a pound, hurry up. So to do that, to subscribe, just email fanzine at cfcuk.net. And uh, I think you can pay by PayPal by uh, emailing the same address. So you know what to do, go and do it. We will be back in a minute.
0: fans real opinions I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to chidge and the boys on the Chelsea football fancast total nutters and proper chelsea football fancast
2: Welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and of course, this is the Chelsea Fancast with the wonderful Mr. Jonathan Kidd, the star of the Chelsea Fan Bite. Oh,
1: sweet Chidge, sweet. Thank you. How
2: was it this week? Where did you do was it?
1: Brilliant.
2: Um I did it against a wall in <gasps> Brentford. You did it against a wall? That sounds a bit dodgy. Oh, you mean uh, the fan bite? Yeah, the fan Where? Where um, though? In Brentford? Oh, the night
1: nice. I was, I've cycled there, and I was cycling my bike, and. Um, Couple of people said, "Oh, I love the fan bite, mate. Love the no. fan bite. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, love it. You're famous, mate. Yeah, well, two people like me. So that's more more than I've got in the last week. Oh, okay, but I don't brilliant. do the fan bite. So there you go. Yeah, you don't. You,
1: you haven't been wandering I'm around nothing. Brentford, have you? You weren't I'm no, wandering. Around. I'm
2: nothing. I'm nobody. You're only as good as your last <laughs> fan bite, mate. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Similarly, uh, uh, you know, if I
1: don't do it for two weeks, then they'll forget all there about me.
2: No, they're brilliant, mate. We we so love you doing them. We really do. I know. You're... Well, as
1: I say, the idea is for everybody I else know, to do but them.
2: I, I, you've, I've told you, you've, you've killed it for us because you're so fucking good on your own, mate. It's just, you know, we, if we came on, we'd, we'd ruin it.
1: Well, I could nudge you, couldn't I? I could say, right, here we are, here's the fan bite, and then pr- pr- then throw you into shot, and you could then go, um,
2: uh, I um, could just sit there and uh, gurn for two uh, minutes, I suppose. That would be, you know, that might, people might appreciate <laughs> well, that'd that. would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Anyway, great to see you, JK. Always is. And uh, we've got the lovely Tony Glover.
3: Bonsoir, willkommen, bienvenue, all that stuff.
2: Lovely to see you, as always. And uh, last but by no means least, the erudite, Mr Dan Silver. Good evening, sir. Lovely. You're looking very well, Dan, actually. You're looking quite yeah. well-groomed today. Yeah, you have had a, trim had a beard, beard trim? Yeah, a beard trim. Yeah, turning mm. myself
0: up. And, you know, the yeah. camera hides a million. Well,
2: it does, I know. But uh, you're looking looking, looking all right, <laughs> mate. Looking good. Yeah. All right. So um, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, really what happened in the second half uh, now. Because, obviously, it was a rather traditional kind of game of two halves. But, of course, the first thing that really happened, and, I mean, I know we talked about this a little bit, in part one, and and I was a bit down on cover. I don't think he had a good game. Um, But Tony was right. You know, when we took Kovacic off, we lost control of the midfield. But I have to say, I don't think that's necessarily just because Kovacic came off. Um, Mount came on, and there'll be more more of him later, perhaps. But uh, what really happened was that uh, Thomas Frank uh, made a, a change, which I think changed the match. He brought on force, and force basically just sat on Ruben Loftus' cheek. And he basically just cut off our supply. And that gave, I think, JK, the initiative to Brentford. And then, you know, they got more of the ball. They they were obviously going to go for it in the second half because they're that kind of a side. They've got no fear. And they thought, well, let's just go for it. We might as well lose 4-0 than, than 1-0. They went for it. But they that initiative was handed over to them. And I think it just, it kind of escalated from there. And I think just to, I know I'm to like doing the whole thing now, which is a bit naughty of me, but, you know, the idea uh, that, that somebody came up, I think it was Dan actually, saying We're very good in defense. The attack's not gelling. And I think the team know that. I think the team backed themselves to defend for England or anybody.
1: But what I didn't understand in the last 20 minutes was that surely the out ball should have been to somebody who was prepared. To attack, you're not just attacking on you've the got break. The,
2: the massive distance between the midfield and, and the attack again—that's what well, happens even, when you but drop in. Even a,
1: even a long ball might help, and then you can press up. They didn't do that. They—they—it was just every ball was a panic, yeah, uh, panic kick. Well,
2: I—I—I any- I, I think that that—that's down to you got Chloba and Saar and a massive amount of inexperience there.
1: Well, I, I I think also it was the fact that it was, there was nobody for the out ball anyway. There was nobody out there to, to receive it. So there was no pressure. There was no well, attacking pressure at all, which I didn't understand. I don't understand why we just ended up being absolutely so deep and the ball constantly just being
2: kicked because out. Because it I, just came back in again. I, you think, know? I think, number one, there's inexperience, a bit of panic yeah. set in. Yeah. Number yeah. two... Uh, they backed themselves to defend. And number three, and true, I was true, surprised, true. and you you might be surprised to hear me say this, but uh, you know I was surprised that that uh, uh, Mount came on, not Jorginho, because actually I think Jorginho would have been he
1: settles it down. That I kind of know thing. because he yeah. is an
2: out ball, yeah. but he's a short out ball. They only yeah. have to pass it three yards and they'll find him because yeah. he hovers yeah. around just in front of the defence, and then he's the one that has responsibility for getting it long, you know. He can, he, it down and he can, actually, he can ping it. a 40, 50-yard ball to, to Lukaku yeah. or Werner. And I was yeah. really surprised because what 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 Jorginho does is he does bring in his possession-based play a semblance of control. And at least we could have kept hold of the ball. What happened was, as you rightly said, every time we boot it back, it goes straight back to Brentford. He boot it straight up in the air and it's like, air raid, you know, what are you supposed but, but, to do?
1: But as I say, interestingly, what I, I was intrigued about was that they kept doing these these loopy loo crosses which weren't they're not um you know but they're not they're normally with we're, we're used to being the ping, pinged across here we come loopy loo here we come loopy lie here come loopy loo on the saturday night put your nodle in put your nodle out shake it little little turn yourself about oh can you, can
2: uh, yes, you do I the I busy bee song uh, no i don't know oh, that
1: one. I'm, I'm a busy bee and you can't catch me no. bzz, 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 bzz. what the arthur askey yeah. song is. Yeah, I just did it a bit of it, yeah. Anyway. You didn't do um, it very well. I have no, say. I was crap. I was crap. I don't really oh, know. What a but, fabulous um, thing to be. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, do you
2: want to do it then, Chief? We did it on the fan cast in about 2009.
1: Oh, everybody will have heard it then. Yeah, so I did. Uh,
2: Cheltel did it. It was his, it was his party trick.
1: Party trick. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Mine's, mine's a big spender.
2: Actually, when he did it, I laughed so much I nearly wet myself.
1: I did, Hey, big spender, I do quite well. Minute you walk, well, in okay, the giant. Ab- I won't do
2: it now, though.
1: Yeah. Um, but can I just <laughs> say, um, um, the, yeah, it's the, it, which, of course, is what what um, Wimbledon did all the time. It's the, they, it, and also, bizarrely, it's what, um, if you watch the Blackpool-Bolton Cup final. Oh, God. Which is 1953, which is um, uh, the magnificence of Matthews putting the ball in for Mortensen. They play this this long loopy pass all the time and Mortensen just bullets in from outside the penalty area smashes it into the net or smashes into the centre half and um, and I kept thinking why don't more people use this method of attacking which is, particularly with the long throw expert. Why? Let's get a long throw expert. I'd love it. I'd love, yeah.
2: love it. it. I'd yes. love it if love we it. could do a long throw. Two, yeah. two well, words, JK.
3: Ian Hutchinson. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. It was like yeah. having
3: a corner. And I don't it know why is. people it criticise is. long throws. It was
1: better than a corner turning. Almost, it, I would say that, yeah. It, it, it's looped
2: up. It, 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 and it's it,
1: second ball all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And I mean, Brentford, Brent, I mean, look, Brentford do this. This is what they do, isn't it, Dan? They, This is an absolute strategy. They did it to Arsenal, scared the shit out of them and they're very very good at it and they clearly work on it a lot in training but what I can't understand because I mean you know we've all seen football nearly 50 years of football and Tony's right you know there's something about a long throw that it seems impossible to defend and I I can't for the life of me figure out why because you would have thought that a a ball uh, kicked in at pace is much harder to defend and yet these fucking loopy long throws nobody seems to know how to defend them the problem is
0: they're quite slow when they come and you kind of watch the ball and get your time right. Because when the ball's whipped in, it's flying in. When it's kind of slightly slow the trajectory, yeah. it's like, oh, you've got to watch it. If we had a, a really good play, aggressive centre-half, boom, head on it. Like, Jogba used to do that the whole time. He used to get his yeah. head on it. John Terry used to do it. We didn't have any, enough aggression in our back three to win those Who headers. It went
1: straight up in the air a lot, didn't it? Dan, yeah, it wasn't
0: like, I? you know, yeah. Rudiger really playing. He comes out, he just bullies it, and he'll get a head on it, and he'll clear the penalty box. Proper header. Relax. You need a really... To defend that, you need very aggressive centre-halves, which we lacked on that game. Well, I, I think
3: you need you need a combination. I think if you'd have had Rudiger in there, uh, you know, and, and Lukaku's back, you know, trying to head this out as well. And then you, you have the karma head of someone like Silva, who understands the importance of putting a foot on the ball, if you like, and passing it out to somebody in the same coloured shirt.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah,
3: Rather than what we were doing, which was just basically hoofing it up the park (laughs) and and losing out. And I I want to say, in that throughout the whole game, but a particular mention in that last 20 minutes, because there was a, a, and you might, you must have seen if you were at the game, but it's certainly obvious on telly, was the battle royale between uh, Mm. Ivan Tony and Trevor Chalabar. That was as old school as I can ever remember seeing, right? That was. Almost like 1970s, two people like like, uh, like Lorimer versus Harris or um, Osgood versus Hunter. It was fantastic. No quarter given by either player. No, there was no niggly felt, There was no hist- histrionics falling on the floor like that bloody broke plate with Spurs yesterday, at Romero. Uh, uh, and, you know, it was it was a full on, full blooded, fury Wilder. Kind of old-fashioned football battle. It was a joy to watch. Chalobert versus Tony. What? Yes. What a great example to young players uh, about not feigning injury, about not giving in. It was, it was fabulous to watch. I, I'm sorry, I had to say that. And I know it wasn't on the menu or on the script. but no, I just—I
2: forgot. I You're right. I forgot. Yeah. Dan. Was, and the
0: other thing, just talk about that when Melang saw in three or four really really hard challenges uh, during. I think is in the first half. He brilliant he was like taking him out of the ball and, like right in front of me like really bang really cracking some tackles which is good to see but no you're right about um Tony because Tony's a big big hard striker mm. and Chaloba really did very well to manage him. No it was just it was it was it was a it was a real but, blood and guts and was, I, I, was, like, I think the JK touch kind of I think it was, was excellent.
1: Excellent
3: that, that bombardment was it was ex- exacerbated by the fact that there was a, a lack of experience of that kind of thing. You know, Christensen has been brilliant but he's not an aerial god, right? He's not that kind of defender. He's much more in that kind of cultured play it out with your feet and that sort of stuff. And I just think a, a really massively... The, the, that's This is where the experience of players, like the hardened experience of Rudiger and Silva comes in, that ability. Uh, the, the, one of the players I always remember as being fantastic about that, putting the foot on the ball and just finding a pass. Michael Ballack was brilliant at it. Could stop a game on a sixpence. Calm, whatever, and I think in the end we just ended up in this. situation I think it it denigrates Brentford a bit to compare them to Wimbledon because I think they're they're far more cultured and better than that. What we saw from them in that last twenty minutes was what I call old school up and up and football, not necessarily long ball, just constant. They constant, go for it, like,
2: don't they? They really. It's almost it,
3: yeah. like yeah, it's almost like they would had a. a and I don't. I know they didn't, but it was almost like they'd all had a line of coke for the last twenty
0: minutes. Well,
2: maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Dan? Yeah. So the, the
0: crowd finally worked up as well after seventeen minutes yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, they could say they
2: could yeah. say, and they're a good crowd. I mean, it, it, it. They make a lot of noise in there. Probably hardly surprising, considering so many ex-Chelsea supporters support them. That's probably why they make noise. But there you go. Um, I mean, I know what Tony's saying, J.K. It's a bit. Maybe it is a bit unfair. To, to, to call them a bit Wimbledon-esque but you know it's effective and it certainly was wasn't it yeah. I mean we were lucky if it hadn't been for Mendy
1: I agree I don't think it's unfair at all I thought Wimbledon I, I've talked about this just because nobody's poor...
2: everybody's always very disparaging about that Wimbledon no, but I, 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 I think,
3: I think it's the disparaging lot. side
2: I,
1: I, I saw them a lot when I lived in Tooting I saw them at Plough Lane I saw them at, at Crystal Palace I thought that their way of playing was unbelievably effective Yeah. given, yeah. given yeah. that um, uh, it it, it that that same aspect of of dominating a side and just repeatedly putting the ball into the penalty area high in the air always relying on um Fashioned. bruising bruising challenges and the, the ball being headed down or and then hitting somebody's shin and being stabbed in yeah and that was always what they did and i actually i i loved it as a as an alternative way of watching a team play because fashion who was a complete bastard. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I've got, I've got a soft spot for, for, for that kind well, of thing. He wasn't of,
2: called Fash the bash for nothing, was he? <laughs> Indeed. Absolutely.
1: And, um and that was a way of playing and they played it remarkably well and had some very good skillful, skillful players as a, as a, uh, as a consequence. But I, I, I um, uh, no, I'm just intrigued by um the fact that the that the long throw caused such mayhem as did this this chip. I <laughs> would well, never ball. seen
3: it before, would not it? <laughs>
1: well, I know, but we haven't seen it for where well, we haven't been seeing it because all the balls were constantly being played on the ground all the but time. But I, th- I think it, and I it think did it, with, it, the lap always caused an absolute. constant always. I,
2: I think it was. I mean, I don't know who who said this, but I, I, I when I heard it, I agree with them. But it's that. <clears throat> I think. I think it was Dan actually said it when the ball comes in at pace, you know if you get your head on it, it gets out of the box, but when it's looped in and it's it's a yeah. softer delivery, it yeah. kind of goes up and it just creates chaos because they're on it like you know walls you know a pack of yeah. walls. You know, on yeah. the second ball, and then that's a strategy that's deliberate. They know what they're doing completely, completely, and it causes chaos in the defense. But, anyway, but also
1: we we dealt with it immensely well. well we did. They didn't score. We did. we did, but nonetheless, you think this shouldn't be happening to the
2: champions of Europe? Well, I, 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 look, look, I'm going to Dan, hang on. I just want to quickly come in. I, I will bring you in in a sec, but I just want to come in on what Jonathan said there because I think this is not aimed at J.K. necessarily, but I think we need to forget that 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 was in May. You know, we won the Champions League in May, and we won it because we had a really, really good run of form, and we peaked at the right time. And you need a bit of luck to win competitions, and we had it. This is a new season; it's a different season. I think we need to like leave that behind, and, like focus on the here and now. I don't want them to play worse, though, Chidge. Well. Things change, mate. I don't want we are to we are live. I hate to break it. this news to you, J.K., uh, but the whole world is living in a constant cycle of change and flux. I know, but nothing ever to, stays the same. I
1: want us to get better and better and create a dynasty and dominate. We will. We will. Be we like will. Real Madrid, I want to go go. be. But I want to not alive. an incline. It's a wavy line. When we have the the, the 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 what do they call it? The decium. What do they call it? The the. the when they won it for the 10th time. I want us to be winning decima, it for the 10th. The, decima, the decima, yeah. decima, I want to be winning it for the 10th time. I, I don't want to yeah. go, oh, I remember when they won it for the
0: second
2: I, time. I have a suspicion you might be a little bit the... older than that The time, by the time that that happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If at all.
3: And actually, you, it's quite nice to sit there and say, we won it for the second time. If you were in a pub full of Spurs fans, or Arsenal fans, or West Ham fans, or there's, you know, so I think it's quite nice to say once. Oh no, 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 City and we fans. We won it
2: twice. Sorry, yeah, yeah City fans. Yeah. You know, Dan, yeah. I know you've been no, wait, you've been waiting very patiently, man. I'm sorry, go on. I
0: well, actually, I actually talking about Wimbledon. Apparently, when I, I went to an after dinner thing when Jimmy Goose was speaking, and it was not long after Mabber of Fashion who had that incident, and he went, "Yeah, Mabber, he fucking bite of Fashion's elbow." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Should it never what you know, what was his face doing in the vicinity? Exactly yeah. that. Now <laughs> talking of face, um I mean we need to spend at least an hour and a half now talking about wow. how brilliant Edouard Mendy is because goodness gracious me, I mean I mean we've been saying how good he is, but he doesn't ever seem to get the the praise he probably deserves. But for me, you know what we saw uh, on Saturday afternoon, or Saturday evening, should I say, was world-class saves from a world-class goalkeeper. Uh, he won us that game, let alone kept us in it. Yeah. So the question really, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. Tony, you're being responsive, so I shall go to you first. How good is he? Is he one of the best of the world? Is he, is he the best in the yes.
3: world? Yes. I don't know about the best in the world because it's a good run of form for him. He's the best in the premiership. There isn't anybody better than him. I don't care what they say about Allison and all this. This guy, is positioning, he's not fluking this, right? Uh, it was a phenomenal, you know, up until that last 20 minutes, the uh, blue-tinted Nick, and I was agreeing with him that actually uh, RLC was going to be our man of the match, probably, because he was just doing so much and holding up so well and all this. And in 20 minutes, Mendy undid that, threw that man of the match award to one side, that um, that was going to go to Ruben's uh, uh, nice little hand uh, and, and and was immense. It was you don't fluke that. I've seen goalkeepers. The, the last goalkeeper I could see with that level of confidence that instilled in uh, any team uh, a kind of um, that kind of mentality was Peter Schmeichel, I think, who had that kind of fearsome presence. And Mendy has it without the fearsome bit, without looking like he's going to nut you every five minutes like uh, Schmeichel did. But he is. That, that, I, I'm, I cannot name anybody better. I wish he was bloody English because Christ Almighty, Pickford wouldn't be getting anywhere near that England goal with, with Mendy about absolutely wonderful position. You don't float that. And, and let's face it, there is. I detest this. I detest this pundits. Pundits who are outfield players will say. Uh, that was a Sunday paper save, you know that kind of bollocks. That kind of denigrating, you know, like you know, uh, what like some b- band bands people are with drummers, as if they're not important, you know. I'll disc- just he should say that that overhead kick was a world class overhead kick, and that save was brilliant, absolutely brilliant.
1: Without so it's that so we're one saw it so late, didn't he? Dan? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Dan, I think, I think this when you look at who said he's a good goalkeeper, Peter Cech said. He's the man for us, and check is good enough check, it's good enough for me. Right, I'm going to be a little bit controversial here. Oh. Do we think maybe he doesn't communicate well enough? He's not vocal enough as a goalkeeper. He thousand... Sorry, he Give speaks English,
2: no, Mabble.
0: Mabble. Mabble. no, I'm just being very like I don't, Dan, ball. I'm not
2: so sure about that, mate. Because I, I, I mean, there's a very good example of it on uh. Uh, from the game against Brentford where you know they put a ball through and and the defense were on their heels and he came right out and he cleared it boom he didn't hang about and he would have yes. had to have communicated to them to do yeah. that and the other yeah. the other thing was when um I don't remember which save it was now because he made four absolutely superb saves in the space of about five minutes uh but one of them uh I think it might have been the bicycle kick, actually, but you know he went up to Rhys James. They were all congratulating him, but he was shouting at them, saying, "Come on, you have got to like focus and all this." So I'm not. I don't know. You may be right, but I'm I'm not so sure. I don't think so.
0: Regardless, um, absolutely goalkeeper. You know, yeah. And the other good thing is he's Kepa's raised his game as well as well, which is great. Which is important because Kepa's got a real challenge now. Because I think before Kepa had his issues, he wasn't really challenged. He knew more or less he'd be in yeah got so bad we had to chop it now well mm. as he's played, has done very well so it's good for both you know it's a win-win for us
1: yeah the um uh just to say that we did actually say on the fan cast if czech has chosen him this is when he first came yes we did he, he's going to be top banana we said that so yeah uh, and, and time pretty... enough and and so i stand behind our our statement i think we've been absolutely proved correct because checks yes. Czech would clearly have been looking at lots of players on the continent and he yeah. decided on him. i just say the save for me that I thought was absolutely brilliant, that I initially, when he came out, I was thinking, blimey, I was thinking Keppel would never have done it, and many other goalkeepers in the Premier League would never have done it, was the one when he came out and smothered the shot. It yes. was a full blast at him. And the decision to do that was, was brave, um, so courageous, but at the same time, Absolutely, the correct thing to do because he smothered the shot because he Was that was that the, was that the one the that hit him in they the did face. get the throw up and Chalabar saved it off the line? That when it went out, he then chipped back in again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it was it was um, it was so, and I would think at the time, oh my god, he's gone. Oh, it's it's great. He smothered it, but it was it was then chipped back in again. Yeah. Basically.
2: Yeah. Oh, main, well, brilliant at yes. Chalabar as well because he came. Yeah, cause he came from the edge he of the penalty back, to do that, Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. So for a He's young brilliant. a young had yeah. a brilliant game. Ch- absolutely Mate, brilliant. Chalobah is. I, I hope uh, has has played his way. I mean, he might not get a game every game this season. I don't. And I and I get that. But I think he he he, he needs to be earmarked as the what f- you know the future of Chelsea's defence. Well, Him if, and Christiansen,
1: if, if Rudiger is asking for four hundred thousand, oh, fuck which is indeed, it'll be, it'll be uh, Yeah, yeah,
3: I think so. And he, he, both him and Sartre, they would have got invaluable, priceless experience out of that experience on Saturday. You know, the, the bombardment, that really, really tough game, which probably would have taken more out of them in twenty minutes than the entire previous part of that game did. But again, you, you go back and look at, that. we've said it a lot of times on the fan cast that if you've got a goalkeeper behind you that inspires confidence, you play better. Yeah, because you're yeah, not overthinking, absolutely. trying to cover every opportunity. Well, we said
2: that about Kepa last season, yeah.
3: didn't we? And, and, and precisely, and I think it is, it, it's testament. I think, well, I remember back when we bought Mendy, and I remember the bloody Twitter fallout from, again, the people, oh, we want Donna Donnarumma, we want Oblak, we want this, we want the, you know. Uh, and, you know, you're thinking... Oh, you lot that are screaming for these other keepers or whatever, and then a man. I wanted the one it. that
2: sounds like a nipple, but other than that, well, yeah, but you you do look at <laughs> yeah, but you
3: look at Peter Check quietly comes along and puts his glasses and says, "This is the man I have chosen." Yeah, I've been doing a lot of research. I've been doing a watch, and and still people people going, "What does he fucking know about goalkeeping?" It was almost like that attitude, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, he's been proven right, hasn't he? And I think Dan's right, absolutely. Because of that, Kepper's I don't know if he's lifted his game or gone back to where he was, you know, But and whether there was a drop back uh, or whatever under Sarri and all that sort of stuff. But it's good to know we've got that ability there. You know, I was always a big fan of the Clements shilton axis um, that, 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 that we used to play for England because, you know, you've never worried. Whichever one was in goal, you're always thinking, well, OK, they're both really good goalkeepers. Um, and I think in this particular case, Mendy's edging it, obviously, but um, really, really, I just think it was phenomenal. And, and you know, you have to ask why he hasn't been listed for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, well, in a sense. But after
2: that, but you know, I, I agree with that. But I mean, you know, glittering it, prizes and all that. Cheese. I know. Yeah, exactly. And and what is it? Glittering prizes and some endless, of these, compromises, endless compromises. Of the illusion of, of integrity. integrity. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for reminding me, Tony. Jonathan,
1: I just wanted to mention. With, uh, I didn't complete it at the beginning. The Blackburn comparison is erroneous. Uh, ah, ah, from, no, 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 from fifteen no, years no, ago, sorry, no, no. sorry, I have to use that long word. Oh, Mister X
2: quoted it. You never argue with Mister X.
1: I'm afraid one does because I was there, and um, uh, that was all about. Robin scored a wonderful goal, but was then was then taken out.
2: Yeah, he was by McQueen, wasn't it?
1: And injured. Yes, yes, absolutely, but. And it was Mark Hughes, which sort of made sense with manager, but uh, that was a very different set of circumstances because they didn't batter the goal, they just battered Chelsea. Yeah,
2: that's a good point. Kicked, that's a good they point. Picked everybody
1: up in the air, and uh, and that was the challenge we had. And yes, Hilario was in goal, and Hilario made a couple of really superb saves, yeah. uh, including a header, very late header, mm-hmm. Flickcroft or somebody, I can't remember who it was. No, no, but, Rob, um,
0: Rob, you, check was in goal. He saved the penalty from Dickhoff.
1: Are you absolutely sure? Hundred per
0: cent, yeah. yeah actually,
2: I'm thinking he's right.
0: because they are... went and kicked him the tummy afterwards. Hundred per cent check was
2: playing. Yeah, he's right. Later. Up, do you want, do you want, well, it do you want up? a steward's inquiry? I'd like to have that actually. I'll I'll yeah. look I'll look for it in the break, but carry I on as, as you were. On.
1: Anyway, regardless, it still wasn't the same <laughs> ons uh, Wimble, Wimbledonian Don's onslaught. The ball wasn't repeatedly thrown well, we headed the ball and we were under the cosh a bit. But it was not um, as uh, um, I felt this was a much better he- uh, defensive performance. In fact, that this the the, the Brentford
2: one, I, I mean, I would agree with with I would agree with that to a degree. Um, what, what I would say that, though, is that if there is a similarity and I can give you the official verdict of the we, stewards inquiry, Petacek was the goalkeeper. Do you know do you want a whole team? Give you the whole team. Petacek, yeah, Petacek, Claude McA Claude McAuley, arts as who will now always be known as after you, Claude Makalely. Uh Frank Lampard, Damien Duff, William Gallus, Iron Robin, uh Joe Cole came on for him on twenty seven minutes, and then because Mourinho's a wanker, Giro Jerisek came on for Joe Cole on seventy nine minutes. Wayne Bridge, Paolo Ferreira, Ida Good Johnson, and God Baldrick was playing. <laughs> Mattia Kesman was playing. Well, he came on on the 82nd minute for Ida, John Terry and Thiago. There you go.
1: To be to be fair to Mourinho, he bought Jarasic on because he'd bought Jarasic to deal with the bombardment and they did start um, putting a lot of high they balls. They did, they did. Well I must be I must be thinking of a different Blackburn year than Hilario came on but
2: and was But the the, the salient point, I, I I agree with you. You're right. Yeah. They were different for very different reasons. But what what I think is the similarity and I think uh, backtracking very, we very won the quickly league. Well there is that but I think the 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 key point that I was really trying to make out of this was that I think what that game showed I mean I I haven't seen Chelsea under that much pressure for 20 minutes for a long long I mean I've seen us I've seen us being being outplayed football wise in the not yeah. too distant past but I've not seen us battered and we were for 20 minutes the stats bear it out we yeah. were battered
3: not and, even Liverpool when we were down the ten No
2: you know we've been outplayed but we were battered, not necessarily by being kicked, but just the amount of chances, the pressure, the onslaught, we were battered. And they withheld that, and that was incredibly resilient, very gritty, and very gutsy, and as Tony's mentioned before, also with two very young guys with very little experience in the back line. And and I, I think that, that that will stand them in good stead that will that will you know that that oh, yeah. when you get through a challenge like that it increases the level of bonding you have it increases the self belief and the confidence and i think maybe like blackburn did because i think when we went up to blackburn and we got away with that 1-0 i think they all thought right we're going to win the title now right if we've managed to put up with being kicked all over the place and and stood up to it and still won we're going to win it and i think maybe it might instill the similar kind of confidence in these guys that We've been battered and yet we still won. Good, we can we can go was forward. It in here. October as well. The the Blackburn. The Blackburn game. was in February. All right, February second. I always yeah. thought it was in October too, but it was in, it yeah. was in February. Yeah. Right. So there you go. I mean, Danny boy. <coughs> what no, say, say you?
0: Yeah, we, got, we lost Robin for the most season after that. We still we won did. it, didn't we? Well, yeah, but it was
2: yeah. only what you know, yeah, February we, fifteen game
0: final came back half injured. Yeah, that didn't I help. No, but it was listen, it was. It was, it was an important win, and where we are now compared to who we've been the way games we've had, where we are, it's a very good position to be in. You know, when we look at our next four games, we could be in a very strong position.
2: Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing because I mean, there was a lot of, lot of talk. I mean, you know, we've been bigged up, we've been bigged up as, as the, the title contenders. You know, I, I think we're capable of winning the title, but I still think the facts don't lie that. You know, we were what fifteen, twenty points behind City when we we came fourth last year. So it's a lot to make up, and I, you know, I'm 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 not entirely convinced. And I think even though I agree with Tony to an extent that I think that our, our attack will gel, and I think our defence is a title-winning defence. We've got a title-winning bloody goalkeeper, but that's for sure. I'm not entirely sure that that we might get over the line. But you know, that's my own view. Um, Tony, how far off are we, do you think, from being a, a title winning side at the moment? We're top of the league, think, league, you know. Yeah.
3: Um, this is gonna be the closest for well, since Conti's, you know, twenty seventeen winning winning team for, for sure. This there's a resilience there. I think there's a belief, and I think that's as much as an important belief and confidence that you can do it and, and results like Saturday will and 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 the draw at Liverpool. Um Uh, Will go a huge way. I think the the bruising feeling of losing to Manchester City at home without really laying a glove on them will also be um, uh, an experience that they can that all that Tuchel can can turn into a positive Um, because we were scared of them that game, and I still to this day don't know why. Um, And I I, I assume Tuchel's worked out that behind the scenes. I, I I. was when I came on the last fan cast, I was the one that was exercising some caution um, and saying, you know what, I'm not sure we can win it, but as long as we're not just settling for fourth and aiming for fourth, and we're not walking down um Arsenal Boulevard um in that sense, then I'll be happy with that. I think
1: I'm not seeing that, don't I,
3: I think our the you know, I think it's gonna be between us, Liverpool, and Manchester City. I think United. Will will drop out. There, there may be a surprise team coming in. Um, you know, in, into fourth. Uh, United seem to be in a kind of turmoil caused by their own kind of well. Let's just buy some Galacticos and buy back a player that's still very good, but you know may have seen his best. And I I think you know if we're competing to the last two games of the season for first second or third i think that would be it'd be great for the neutrals it'll be nerve shredding nail biting for us but i think that's where we are and, and and but we've had a distance to cover and i don't think that's an unreasonable thing to come out with i think we are capable of winning but so are city and and we we saw last year city go on a 21 22 game winning streak didn't they yeah and, and liverpool you know, whatever you think of Liverpool at the moment, they are purring. You know, they took, a, would we have gone to Watford and 1-5-0? Possibly, but you, you, you'd probably think we'd have less chance of doing that. Um, but Liverpool all in the shreds. Mm. So I think that that's where I see us. It's between us three.
0: Thank
2: you. Uh, Dan, what say you?
0: Yeah, I totally agree with Tony. I think us three are going to run away with it. United are just gonna be Let's sack Solskjaer and bring in a decent manager, they're gonna struggle. Yeah. I mean, if they bring if they bring in Conte that for example, then you know i become a serious threat because that's a good good squad there. He's got but I just think got Oli's oh, a decent manager. We're gonna be there or thereabouts. I think once we start hitting top form, Wolper will we'll, we'll do really well. I think we we'll do you know, Tickle's very smart coach. We're set up really defensively, don't give much away, generally speaking. I think once we get our front five sorted out, I think we'll be there or thereabouts. Uh, Liverpool listen, Liverpool will lose some key players in January when the AFCON happens. I mean key key players. I mean I know we'll lose Mendy, but you know, they're losing two thirds of their front three, which make a huge difference. City haven't got a striker, whether well, that'll come back to bite them or not, I don't know. I think this unless we massively in play, will we'll be there or thereabouts. Mm. And I think I'm going to say now. I think this will be the lowest points total to win the league. I
2: thought For you were going to say obviously. I would love it. I would love it if we Was won it, it and yeah. the others didn't.
0: There'll be there'll be a very be a much lower points total this season. So I think. Why
2: do you think that? Why do you think that?
0: I just don't think the teams are going to take points with each other. Yeah. It's a lot more competitive. I just, I can't see anyone getting to get ninety plus points this season. Yeah,
3: the, the gap's closer, isn't it? I mean, we're yeah. sitting, we kind of ran away with it last year, and Liverpool appeared to be a one-player team. Because Van Dyke was out, you know, and, and everything seemed to go yeah. pear shaped after that.
0: 80, 80, Eighty-five it, points will be, yeah, yeah. That. I agree with that.
2: That's a good point. I mean, I would say that um, that uh, I think you make a good point about about all all of the teams. What I would say about United, I, I don't think they'll win the title, but I do think they'll be fourth because I think. What you'll find with United is that they'll batter all the shit teams because they've got Ronaldo, but they're not going to do very well against the, the the top teams. They're gonna, you know, they're going to be out-tactic because they've got a PE teacher in charge who doesn't understand tactics, and uh, they will be found out. I mean, Leicester found them out the other day, and Leicester are are a good side. They've been on a, in a bad a bad uh, uh, run recently, but they're a good side, and I think I think United will lose too many points to the top sides. To have a snit to have any chance of winning the title, but I think they'll they'll batter the others and they'll come forth. Anyway, enough of me. JK, what say you about the title challenge? Oh, we'll win it. We'll win it. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Is that your final comment? Yeah. Lovely. Absolutely brilliant. There you go. That was very.
3: That was very Michael Caine from Zulu, wasn't it? it I was.
2: know, we'll win. It. It we'll was. win it,
0: old boy. Yeah. What was it was, was it Lieutenant saying,
2: Lieutenant what? uh Lieutenant Bromhead. Was it? Lieutenant Bromhead, isn't it? Yeah. Bromhead. old boy, old boy, yeah. 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 So you're you're more of the Stanley Baxter character, really, aren't you? Stanley Baker. Stanley I Baker. Think, I think. He was. <laughs> Stanley Baxter. That, be Stanley walking ba- that is like, Stanley Baxter's like that. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. the Zulus yeah. are up there. Uh, Fuck yeah. it. Oh look, yeah. and I'm wearing a dress. Can I'm wearing yeah. a dress, absolutely. Oh, that was a Freudian slip, wasn't it? Stanley Baker, you know, you know, he produced the film as well, Tony. I mean, he did. It was his yeah, baby in many respects. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. He also,
1: uh, he also produced the uh, the Michael Caine, um, the mini film. What was it? Um, the mini. Oh, the uh, talent job. Yeah, talent job. He did he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he I did. didn't know that.
2: Should have always been called the Michael Caine mini film, really, rather than the Italian <laughs> job. It would have been much better. But there you go. Anyway, enough nonsense from us. Uh, 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 more nonsense, actually. I lied. Uh, actually, this is not nonsense. This is very serious stuff. Otherwise, Dan will tell me off and he'd be right to do that. Uh, but, of course, uh, the usual plug-a-rooney for uh, the Chelsea Supporters Trust. Uh, if you want to become a member, it costs £5. And that means you can vote uh, on uh, in the elections. We've just had an election uh, so we have motions, which you can vote for. Uh, I hope you, I mean, you would have all received this by now. I hope you're all voting for them. And of course, they're, uh, we're all up for election. And I'm not allowed to say anything other than that, am I, Dan? Because I'll get into trouble. Not
0: allowed to work. No,
2: No, no canvassing for your Uncle Chidge or Dan, for that matter. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we have annual elections. Uh, you, you also get to attend the, the meetings like the AGM that we had and discuss stuff with the trust. You get a lovely, lovely new shiny badge. And, of course, it's really important, isn't it, to get our voice heard on things like the European Super League, ticket prices, the bloody waiting room, the virtual waiting room, kick-off times, all sorts of stuff that the club try and do to annoy us. And uh, we're there to tell them that we're annoyed, basically. Anyway, com. Is where to go to figure all that out. Of course, so the I mean the other thing Dan going on at the moment is because uh, we we joked about it at the beginning of the show. Sorry, Eduardo, I should say. Yeah. R- Richard here, and uh, we've got Jackie down there. Yeah. Um. But that there's the uh, elections for the supporters advisory thing. Which I'm not doing very well explaining been, this.
0: Have now been suspended. Has it? By the club. It has. That was the like.
3: That's the dear supporter.
0: Yeah, the, due to the an error, they've um, suspended Third-party their, their marketing tool. They've suspended the elections, the time being. Ooh. Oh,
3: yeah, the old third-party marketing tool. To so this, so it,
0: so or something? Spanish beer, I don't know.
1: Uh, where, where oh, I, ask why I haven't been sent a letter and asked to vote. What's you should. No, about? you don't get a letter. You get an email. An email. Why I haven't been sent? You've you Check that. your junk mail. Check your junk mail. Okay, yeah, them. because they've
2: got a real issue at the moment, haven't they? Because a lot of people's tickets are ending up in junk mail, and we're not getting yeah. alerted as to when the tickets are on sale. Yeah, I'm and they're saying, bad. "Oh, we don't want to email people because they might tell yeah. us we don't want to be emailed." What get the unsubscribe? Get your manservant to check, JK. But we're not, we're not. Are we, are we allowed to talk about that election or not? I can't remember if we're banned from that one. We got a D notice I'm not on that. Sure. One.
0: Anyway, it's, it's, it's a moot point to be suspended anyway.
2: So yeah, well, that, well they're not going to suspend it for long. They've got to have the election, no, but... surely.
0: No, but I can talk about another show when we get better idea where it's going to be.
2: They're all very nice people, and I might, if you if you ask me privately, not on air, I will tell you who I'm voting for, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, Right. The other thing, of course, is the uh, the Chelsea pitch owners. If you want a a pace of Chelsea, it's brilliant. This. I mean, basically the CPO uh, set up by Ken Bates in the uh, the late nineties. Uh, basically, bought the freehold of the stadium, which means that uh, you know, once you've bought a share, you own a share of that stadium. It means it can't be sold to anybody unless we agree. Uh, and it's brilliant because it means that football at Stamford Bridge will be there forever. Uh, it is within our control, it is within our power, and we are the only club that has that. And I tell you, a lot of I know a lot of supporters who've come up to me in the past and said, You're really lucky that you have that safeguard uh to uh, to protect the ground now the pri- the share- the shares are priced at 110 quid for an electronic share which means it gets emailed to you or you can pay up to 173 quid for a framed share signed by a chelsea player so there you go go to the chelsea website search for chelsea pitch owners what
1: not what? in junk
2: it's not in junk no jk oh dear i'm
1: going to I'll mention it i'll mention it i'll mention it
2: Well, that that that, that's a shambles. Or in fact, as somebody tweeted brilliantly, I think it might have been Ken Barkway. He did the he had a different image of Terry Thomas going absolute shower, absolute (laughs) shower, and the border all stinkers, stinkers, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on that happy note, uh, we're going to have a break, and uh, when we come back, you're not going to
3: mention school just then. You're not going to mention the particular. No, no,
2: no. Maybe later. Maybe in this part, Tony, which is where I normally would mention it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Part three: fannies, questions (laughs) from Discord. Uh, an email and maybe a very tiny small mention of uh, the premier predictions league i think maybe drive
1: 329
0: Meter! Wie lange hast du geschlafen? Oh, 7 Stunden 54 Minuten. Letzte Frage: Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der Achtsamkeit?
1: Ein? Ja,
2: genau
3: das mache ich.
1: Wir alle haben Fragen und die neue Apple Watch Series 7 hat die Antworten. Auf dem bisher größten und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am Handgelenk. Lieferengpässe
2: möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6S oder neuer App aus dem App Store? Abo erforderlich. We'll be back in a minute.
0: fans real opinions i'm jason cundy and you're listening to the chelsea football fancast proper chelsea
2: football welcome back this is the chelsea fancast i am stanford chidge also known as richard uh, i've got jonathan kidd who has been ostracized from the chelsea establishment because he didn't even get the email they I'm didn't even call you the wrong name, mate.
1: No, I, I feel disappointed. I'd love to have had an alias. Yes, I know.
2: I know. Bless you, oh, uh, yeah. Dan, also known as Eduardo. Hello. Uh, at least, they could have called you Giorgio. Yeah,
0: a bit surprised. Yeah. but you know, yeah. you, you are, you are Chelsea, Chiellini, the, mate. The Chelsea Chiellini is my new moniker forever. Well, if
2: you're the Chelsea Chiellini, when my before I, I should you know cut my locks a bit, as you can notice they've been cut a bit. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely angling for the Chelsea Perlo look.
0: Yeah, got the
2: Chelsea Mickey Gervais. <laughs> I, 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 I still have the I have the power to remove you from the Zoom meeting. Now. Never ever ever forget that. Uh, and uh, last but by no means least, we have got Jackie. Oh hi, she's hi. a lady. Uh, yeah,
3: I'm, I'm a lady, do you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to be here. It's been great fun.
2: Always lovely to see you. Mate. Always. And it's a great,
3: It's a great tonic because why watch JK's fan bite? and and I was absolutely. i mean I was still in in a frame of shivers and trauma uh, and it was good to see someone worse than me. <laughs> it, it, it was very it was very cathartic.
1: <laughs> I hated it I, 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 you, you have to admire the defense, but you're just thinking, for fuck's sake, well how long could this go on for? And I was sitting amidst, amidst Brentford fans. And they're all going, oh, cheating Chelsea bastards. Oh, nothing wrong with him. After, uh, in fact, when Chalabar was injured, and the ball, the ball had hit him in the face as well. The bloke behind me said, cheating Chelsea. Look, nothing wrong with him at all. I said, look, I'm sorry, mate. Can I, we be fair here? The ball did hit him full in the face. It's likely that
2: it might really have been given oh, him. Oh, come creek. on, though. It was brilliant by him to like, eke it out, though.
1: I know as well as that. Yes, I know. No, it was just, and he said there's nothing wrong with him. He said, and he, to be fair to me, he said, yeah, you got a good point there, mate. Yeah, yeah. He did
2: get one full in the face, to be fair. Yeah, that's what I said. I just said, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I know you just said that. I was was listening, honestly. What
1: I loved about it was they were very, very well humored all around. There was no, there was no kind of, you know, you, 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 you're all, um, yeah well no they did occasionally say
2: well rude. and 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 so they should it's, it's a football match
1: it was but at the same time though you can understand and they gave taylor a bit of a hard time which I well, liked you to.
2: know it, it goes back to what we were saying with your new best friend billy the bee um that uh i mean i i i, I i'm i'm well i mean i wish i was there then i could have known this you know a hundred percent but my feeling is is that there's very, very, very little antipathy towards Brentford from Chelsea supporters. There are a lot of Chelsea and vi- supporters. And v- he moved. Vice there. versa. Vice versa. Yeah. There's a. There's. I mean, I, I, I first caught hold of that when you know when we went down there in 2013 for the for the seminal uh, anti-Rafa Cup match, and we did. We drank in all of the pubs and each four on the ground and the Prince, as uh, Princess Royal or whatever it was called, the big white one on the corner we went in there and we took the whole pub over i mean it was full of chelsea and brentford but we just you know what we like we like drinking so there was a lot of us and we got them to play chelsea songs and we just had a good time and there was there was no hostility at all and brentford weren't you know you you go and take you go and go to somebody's home pub and you take it over you're usually going to have people pretty fucked off with it not a bit of it everybody got on it was all cool and i think that there's a you know I, I, I've i always sensed that there's quite a, an affinity with Brentford for some yeah. reason. There's no animosity yeah. there. I mean, Fulham, you know, who gives a shit, but, you know, if they get uppity, they can fuck off. And nobody I know likes QPR, because they're just idiots, you know, frankly. Yeah, it's, it's apart from you, one. JK, yeah, apart yeah. from
3: you. It is a weird one, isn't it? Because Brentford have never featured on our radar for, for years, have they?
2: No. Well, 74 and I, and, and, years, mate.
3: One one thing I would say about them is they they you know if they're up and they're enjoying it and they've, they've all gone into their their games this season with a let's enjoy it while we can attitude, they more power to their elbows for that.
2: Indeed. You know. Indeed. Right. We've got Fannies for you, Fanny time, and uh, what, sometime in the not too distant future, we're going to have this fantastic sing a uh, sing uh, sting to edit into the show where we introduce the Fannies that will be written and sung and performed by Jonathan Kidd. I'm looking forward to it, Chidge. Waiting. Ah, there you go. He does a fan bite every week, but no sting. What can I say?
1: It's written on my piece of paper
2: here. Is it? Is it I can't wait. If it's as good as the Arthur Askey Busy Bees" song, then then you can start presenting the show and I'll just retire. All right? Anyway, uh, we'd have the fannies. Jonathan? I know. What? What? I know you've had the fannies. I know. Okay, right. you, I thought you were on the cusp of saying something then. I, I thought I didn't no, know. I know you've you had the fannies. I, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Fannies. Right. Yeah, yeah. I voted. Yeah, I yeah, have you. Well done. Well, OK, we've got the man of the match, Uh, which seems a, a bit of a stupid thing to even put a selection. But as I like to have three selections, I put Mendy, Loftus Cheek, and Chaloba. Jonathan, uh, who did you vote for and who do you think will win? Uh, Mendy and Mendy. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually really tempted to put Mendy, Mendy, and Mendy.
1: Yeah, well, that would have been fun. Yeah, it would exactly. have been
2: interesting to see which Mendy got the lowest. Indeed, indeed, yeah. wouldn't it just? Tony Mendy, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan, yeah, full yeah. house. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong, boys. Uh, I don't, I don't think that there's ever been a, a more mahusive win than this. But uh, Trev Chaloba got one percent. Ruben Loftus Cheek got five. I mean, talk about making up the numbers. They certainly were. Edouard Mendy got ninety four percent. Quite, yeah. quite outstanding, yeah. quite outstanding performance. I thought. Right, celery moment. Uh, by the way, I'm a. I'm going to. I I I planted thirty celery seeds back in spring. In my allotment, and uh, I managed to. I've managed to grow three enormous celeries, and apparently they're really hard to grow. So for a novice, an amateur like me, I've done very, very well. Very well done. I'm, I'm well, what, what was your secret, Chidge? I don't Jimmy. know. I did fuck all to them. I just planted the bastards and just left them to it. Okay, perhaps that's it. Seriously, and I, I, I've 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 had three. I cropped one, and uh, it's really nice. Very peppery, very different from As the. Celery rubbish. should be. As yeah. Celery should be. Anyway, I'm gonna. I'm got. I'm gonna. You know. Got the week off this week. I'm gonna go down there tomorrow and pick the other two, and I'll take a photograph for everybody and uh, put it on the whatever. You know. I just thought, you know, I've got, you know, if I do the Chelsea fan cost, I've got to be able to grow celery, haven't I?
1: Yeah, fair enough. But are you going to be able to grow Guinness?
2: I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a shed, right? My, my, my project this, this winter is to, get a, is to grow a shed uh, yeah. in the back, but actually convert it into a distillery. Yes. You know? Very
3: good, yeah. Well, you
2: know. And Make gin.
3: Yes. Which yeah. is what someone in my village did, and it's now... Known as Corner Fifty Three, and they've got quite a business going, and really? they still, they're still, they're still in the same house round the corner.
2: My, 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 yeah. my, hope for the future, Tony. Now you're retired, is that you? You can come up. I mean, you know, you guys, uh, you you are the podding shed. You and Kaiser and Donal. Absolutely. My, 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 dream of the future is that Tony will amble up from, uh, you know, Clanfield. Uh, the, the little way over the over the over the hills of Hampshire, yeah. and sit and cogitate life and the universe and everything with me whilst we're smoking a cigar and drinking my own distilled gin in my. Oh chair. my God! Well,
3: that's a deal, there mate. That is an absolute... How could I turn that well, down?
2: Indeed. Well, there we go. Let's let's hope that happens. Right now, celery moment. Uh, we have. <clears throat> Aspie, uh, and by the way, all the all the fannies are, are brilliantly organised by the people in Discord. I mean, Tony knows because he goes in there a fair bit. Yeah. but They're brilliant. The minute the match is finished, they're in there putting their nominations in. I mean, they don't have any idea how how much uh, work that has saved me. I love them for this. It's brilliant. Anyway, this is what they've come up with. Uh, Aspie tying Mendy's shoelaces. There was this lovely uh, picture yeah. <clears throat> that we saw. Because well, Mendy's got his goalkeeper gloves on and and uh, Aspie bent down on one knee and tied his bootlaces, you know, up because they'd obviously gone loose. And actually, I think Taylor was... let him do it. He didn't start no, the game with doing didn't book him or send him off or anything. I, and I think,
3: I think also uh, it was, the, I think Mendy had only just realised that he couldn't tie his shoelaces up and was about to take one of his gloves off. And Aspie said, no, 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 you're all right. And he was, so as he was standing there, he was like, you know, trying to pull the glove back on. That he'd taken off, so it was,
2: it was a lovely moment. It was brilliant, wasn't it? The Alison Rudd, I think, mm-hmm. in the Times, c- compared it to Aspie paying homage to his king, which I just <laughs> thought was very appropriate. Anyway, that that got in there. Uh, the Both sets of supporters absolutely giving dogs abuse to Anthony Taylor. I wholeheartedly approve of that, and it made me laugh. So that get, got in. And uh, a slightly East Terror because they only really came up with a couple. So... Uh, um, Chelsea digging in. I, I liked that. There's something proper, Chelsea, about that. I like a bit of Chelsea digging in and, and getting away with it. So I, I, I stuck that one in. And uh, who did you vote for, Dan?
0: Uh, the referee, because it was a real aggressive, t- you were a cunt for <laughs> at least five separate occasions, a real venom and aggressive and spit on people's lips for a good three, four minutes. And I love that. Totally enjoyed
2: that. Indeed, I'm just going to have to interrupt your train of thought here because I've got a bit of a come comeback due for the wonderful uh, Donal F. Or mixed that is life. brilliant. What and, is and, brilliant and, and the lovely. Well, Brian Justman said Chich has celery and we'll have a shed. That's proper, Charles. I couldn't agree more, Brian. Donal says, "With Chidge's attitude to growing celery, don't let him near the Chelsea Academy. Just plant the bastards and leave them to it." Yeah, well, <laughs> you're, you're, you're right, Donal. But on the other hand, so am I. Because if you work it out, if I planted 30, uh, you know, celery seedlings and only three made it, you see, it's about the same odds as the Academy, really. Only yeah, the best, only the best survive and thrive, mate. Very under my, under my tutelage, only the best survive and thrive. Bit like the fan cast, really. You know, the best, the best, I've got finally after, you know, eight, nine, whatever it is, years, we've now got the A team, but it's taken that time to assemble. So there you go. Right. Anyway, Jonathan, who did you vote for for Celery?
1: Uh, the, uh, the the shoelaces, bootlaces.
2: You, you voted for the bootlaces. Tony?
1: And I went for bootlaces
3: as well, because I think it's just one of those nice moments that will appear in photographs for a very long time.
2: Yeah, I, I can't remember what I voted for. It might have been Taylor getting stick. That always I think the
3: Chelsea digging in one is something you could only look back at retrospectively yeah. and say it was nice to see. I think but at the time it I was, wasn't.
2: I was clearly running out of ideas, but uh, don't tell anybody. Um, you will not be amazed to know that the Chelsea digging in got 22%, Taylor getting stick got 26% and Aspie tying Mendy's shoelaces got 52%. So that's the winner. Yeah. And last but by no means least, and by the way, people, I actually managed to get these things in the right uh, post, not getting it confused like I did last time. The vote for the Guinness moment, the nominees were Chilwell's goal, uh, Ruben Loftus cheat. We all talked about this on the WhatsApp group, didn't we? But he did this body swerve and run. And it just, it, I mean, I think Martin described it as he sent two Brentford players going off for a, to order a Coke and crisps. <laughs> I mean it was just brilliant and it and it made me it it, it aroused me that's for sure but uh, I mean I could have chosen any one of Mendy's four crucial saves the one I chose was the one he that the bicycle kick he said that that uh, bicycle kick from Norgard he saved that's the one I selected uh JK what did you vote for
1: I voted for the bicycle kick and Ian. it
2: won it won. It did well. I, I, I'm, I'm. Well, I have to say, it was not as, you know, I thought it would absolutely pound everything, but it didn't. Dan, what did you vote for? Lots of chicks. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. See, there you go. It was quite a tough because I mean, a lot, one of the things I find on here when you put it on Twitter, most people just vote for goals because they don't have any imagination. But anyway, Tony, what did you vote for?
3: Uh, I, I also said Mendy and the bicycle kick because that wasn't one for the Sunday papers. That was going in.
2: Hmm. Well, uh, I'm delighted to say that Mendy's save did win, but it only got 48%. Uh, Chilwell's goal got 29%. See my comment earlier. Uh, and Ruben Loftus-Cheek's body swerve and run got 23%. So there you go. So it one. Our... Hmm? It's still won. It's still won. It? It still won. Justice, justice yeah, it's was done. done. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely right. So there we go. Now, we've got a few questions for you lot uh, from the absolutely effusive, wonderful, and utterly brilliant Mr. Stick and Pressanth. Uh, who we all also know very, very well. got two questions from Stick. He says, so, Mendy is great, but he will leave for like three or four weeks for AFCON this year. Do you think that that could be how we lose the league, Jonathan?
1: Uh, no, because Kepa will be um, uh, a worthy replacement.
2: I've done some research on this, and because of the way the fixtures pan out, I think that... I think it's only uh, Mendy we lose to the AFCON and he will miss the cup match and he'll miss uh City away and Spurs at home. And then Have I think then there's game? a break, then there's a break, probably another cup match possibly. Yeah. And then then they're back. So two cup matches, City away and Spurs at home. It doesn't affect my my
1: analysis. Oh, just just I, checking. That's all. Just. That's checking. Right. No, I, I think regardless of the excellence of the opposition, I think Kepper will be um, uh, the new Kepper, the re-established Kepper will be uh, um, a, a firm um, substitute.
2: All right, fair enough. So, there you go, Mr. Stick. You heard it from Jonathan. He ain't worried at all because yeah. you know he never is. That's why I love him. Anyway, uh, second question from Mr. Stick uh, to Dan. Oh, okay. Uh, before you go on i just need to do this for jk uh,
3: this is me doffing my cap Oh, at your last thing
2: oh there you go cap's doffed it's never happened before tony <laughs> there we go the cap <laughs> because has i agreed with you 100% thank you thank you thank you thank love you. it all right so uh, from mr Stick, Dan, how do you feel about malangsar he was miles better than his first performance in this game for me and yet was terrible in the air towards the end of the game when every attack and long ball targeted him
0: i think he had a bear. A more promising debut. He was strong. He's physical. He put some good tackles in. Look at him. I don't think he, he lacks a bit of height to be a centre back. Maybe I'm wrong. just didn't like. Didn't like. He was quite big enough to be a centre half. He had. He had a decent game. You know, we kept a clean sheet. He's physical. He's strong. And you know, if you're jumping a six foot, you don't get it time right. It's going to go over your head. Listen, we know he's going to be fifth choice, probably. In the grand scheme of things, is a decent backup after the season. Now we've got a Zuma, so you know he's, he's, he's a decent player. We'll see what how he does, you know, in a, up against a team that's more technical, more kind of plays the ball the ground a bit more. He's got the feet to control himself, like Man City, for example. He plays against Man City, but mm. I think yeah, listen, he's okay.
2: Yeah, he looked better than I thought he would be. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's that's encouraging. Right, last one, Tony, for you. From the lovely Prashanth. By the way, both Stick and Prasanth were in the uh, the Q and A we did last week, which was great fun. By the way, we're going to do another one international break, and I think we might do it. Somebody, I, we're going to try and do it for the get get some doing it at a time to get the Aussies involved, and I think maybe an eight o'clock kickoff on a Friday was mentioned. So that's what we're going to try and do. But they really are fun. We had such a giggle, me Mark. And uh me and Marco and Adam. So there you go. Anyway, Prassant says What should uh Tuchel have done differently in the last twenty minutes to have closed out the game better than we did, Tony? Fucking hell. Um tin <laughs> <Warring laughs> hat Honestly, I, no,
3: I I it it probably would have involved taken a surprisingly ineffective Mason Mount off uh, and bringing somebody else on just to shore it up. But, but I, I don't know who, I can't remember what the bench looked like, but I honestly don't think, I, I think when, you, when you've when you lost experience like Rudiger and um, uh, and Silva, uh, it would have been almost impossible. And I'm trying to think of any other level of player that we've got Um that could have
2: well, we, we we talked about Jorginho maybe should have possibly, come on. the yeah. didn't we? And maybe that's
3: what maybe that's what it would have been. But it would have involved subbing a sub, I think, or uh, and, and Well that would
2: have been that that would Jorginho have been. for Mount, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah it would have been. And and I think because you know this this we have spent we spent a couple of season now giving Jorginho pelters, but actual fact there's a there's a steady player in there who can not McAlealy, but can spoil things a little bit and, and you know, take his time. And, 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 you know, one thing you can say about him is he can pass the ball out yeah. to someone in the same coloured shirt. Um, I always think with, with, with Mace coming on like that, it was always this, you know, I've got to try and get out of slightly uh, headless chicken mode. There's no criticism. It was just that wasn't what we needed at that point of the game. Mm. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think actually Georgina would have been a calming experienced and, an and an outball and an outball, yeah, because that's basically why we were failing that dismally. And um, you know I think um, but you know those games are rare. Like you said, we can't remember the last time you saw us get battered like that. And I, I'm struggling as well, you know, when we've been on a whether it's aerial or not, whether we've been right under cost like that you're probably going back to games yeah. against Barcelona and that where we've been so
1: you know Never having a thing make- even they didn't play that kind of way though did they they were they were just they were relentless in their passing and I said they break them down that rather yeah. than, they were weren't really great at just chipping the ball into the middle that way no this, this no. was a kind of relentless bombardment that I don't remember wrote nice, right? remember since since Wimbledon i remember us playing wimbledon in fact i remember other teams suffering that more than us actually yeah that, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that yeah. was a, that was but a that, regular with wimbledon that that way of playing very- I, I, I
3: think that's. I think you're right, though, Georgina. But do you know what? Tuchel himself, Tuchel, was learning the Premier League, isn't he? Let's face it. He's, he's hardly. I know he's experienced, but he's hardly Klopp level experience or Guardiola level experience in the Premier League against. He
2: hasn't even had a whole season yet, Tony. No, but
3: exactly. So I think even he would probably say, "Jesus Christ!" You know, it, I think he's he's in Truth, he said it at the end. He said himself, You know, 20 minutes we were very lucky. And I think his policy for seeing the game out was to sit there and cross all his fingers and his toes.
1: Mm. It seemed that there seemed to be very little activity from down below where I was watching because they were just below me. He wasn't, yeah. out, he wasn't out at the end of the uh, on the uh, the manager's no. area, he was just sitting in slightly in despair in, in the uh, mm. in, in the seating area, yeah, indeed.
2: Well, there you go. Love your questions, boys. Love your interactions on Discord. Uh, we got a bit stroppy on Saturday. Less of that, please. Uh, but it's generally—I mean, Tony will testify. You, you were in there too, mate, weren't you? I was. There's lovely people in there. It's great. I, I'd absolutely love it. I have to say, best thing we've done. Yeah, I think. I think.
3: Yeah, I know what you're referring to. And it—you know—Paul has got some very strong and forthright opinions. Paul's and, uh,
2: always been like that, and that's and when why we, we love him. You and know. When we
3: go back with reasoned arguments some people you
2: know didn't want to no but paul paul's always paul was like that in the chat rooms before before the age of uh discords and whatsapps and stuff but he's he's look paul's been going uh i think since the early 70s at the very least and he's been he was on this podcast in 2009 so i won't have a bad word said against him because i love the bloke a little bit mad possibly but one of my favorite people uh, there's a thread there. I think I, I my my favorite people all tend to be a bit mad. It's a bit like your uh, wonderful comment on WhatsApp no, earlier no, which we can't talk about. But No yeah. no. Anyway, JK, we've got one one email this week, just the one, but it's from Shall a very it's very special because always emails from Bobby D, Rob delcini from down under are always very special.
1: Hello Mr Chidge, JK and the gang. It's been a long time. It has, Rob. Sometimes you have to get down and dirty to win ugly. We sure did that. I was really impressed with our young back three. Actually, three of the defending five are from our academy. We looked very leggy and tired in the last 20 minutes against a team that had had two weeks to prepare for the game. It's a very true point. We won, and that's all that matters. I don't care how at the moment. We just need to keep the three points coming. Anyway, the reason for this email is I have three things to comment on. Number one, I think you should
2: call your child Stamford. Chidge. No, but I was, I was, no, 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 I'm not with child. Uh, you, you missed this on the Q and A show. They all said somebody asked a question. I forgive me, I can't remember who it was now, but they said if you uh, would have a child, what, what player would you call? You know, the child, name the child after. Yes, and and I yes, said, yes. I, I haven't got a child. Sadly, so I haven't been able to call them after a Chelsea player. But had I had a child, they would have been na- named after Gianfranco Zola and John Luca and hence they would have been known as Gigi Chigi.
1: <laughs> very clever. Yeah, very funny.
2: I'm amazed my wife... And that's, and that's probably why we don't have kids, actually. She probably remembered that. Did she, did she know about that? Then? She did. Gigi, I, Gigi. I blurted it out. You blurted it out. There,
1: okay.
2: I said, oh, we could always call them Franco. It could be called Luca Franco or Franco Luca. Yeah, But yeah, I'd prefer yeah. Gigi Chigi, really.
1: Gigi Chigi is lovely, actually. Mm. Yes, Gigi, Gigi Chigi. I should
2: yeah. have married Gigi Salmon, but then she could have been Gigi Chigi.
1: Indeed. She should have... You should have I said that Steve. to her on
2: Twitter. She didn't respond. She didn't reply. She no, didn't. I'm, I'm surprised. Do it's a good offer, really. Very good offer. To be fair. Yeah. I mean, I can grow my own salary. What more does she want?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just right, growing our
1: own salaries pretty much as good as it gets, mate.
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Do you want to carry on with the email, Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, I think my, mind,
1: my mind's, you know, whirring, whirring in an attempt to find another surname that I could use. I've failed. Anyway, number two, I'm bored with people putting together their best 11 teams, as you always end up with at least eight or nine of the same. Yes, and nobody ever puts Hullet in it, which is ridiculous. So have we ever thought about the 11 that made you moan and groan the most? It might stimulate more discussion. Yeah, that would be... Oh, God. Oh, yeah. This is is mine for my living memory. Barota, terrible. Myers, yes. Um, Sinclair, oh, yes. Bularoos, yeah. Buhada, yeah, yeah, Bogard. Yuknavitch, yep, yeah, terrible. Sidwell, um, drink water, yep. Yeah, um, uh, Ambrosetti, the Italian Ryan Giggs, yeah, yeah. Um, R.W. Uh, Forest no! Gump, wrong. no,
2: no, um, no, no. Disagree with
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, striker Tony Cascarino, and no, I don't agree with that either. Um, I think there are many worse strikers. Yeah, Sutton
2: for a start. Yes, yeah,
1: and I don't he think that's fair name. about Grodas. I think Grodas was, uh, had some... De-, de Lucas, however, was one of the worst players I can ever remember being... But he wasn't purchased. He was on a free. And the that's only
2: transfer we had that season, he was that free. That season, yeah. absolutely.
1: And it was, he was completely shit. The best thing about very,
2: him, in fact, the only good thing about him was his haircut. Oh, he had this kind haircut. of blonde, spiky hair. I quite like when, that.
1: When, when Ranieri chose him and Jokanovic, you knew we were going to lose. Well,
0: Kike De Lucas and Joke on the
2: pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they, um, who else has he got? That was it, wasn't it? I, I, yeah. I, do you know that somebody came to mind for me? Uh, a Portuguese player who, whose name began with Q. Charisma. 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 Yeah, he would get. Yeah. Now I, I...
1: He never used his right foot. He played no. anything with with one foot. He yes. Went, all, all his crosses were from the outside of his yes. boot. They were. Then he went, went. He went back to Italy and and played wonderfully.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I did this when I used to write for the old Chelsea blog, I used to do an end of season review. And I had this secret inner sanctum within the the school that it was all set in, this posh public school called St. Stamford's of Chelsea. Um, and, and in this book, it was, it was like a, the book of sins and it listed all of the players that we will never talk about again. And how what we really needed was someone like Big Brother to come along and erase any memories of them from the past. they He who controls the past controls the present. He who controls the present controls the future. And therefore we could wipe them out of our existence and they never happened and they never played for Chelsea. And uh, there's a few in there that I, I, I'd actually overlooked, <laughs> to be quite honest.
1: be <laughs> um, Ma- Myers had his moments, particularly when he- particularly when he first came into the into the team, actually, you yeah. thought he was not a bad player. But he, he, he I think he did. He, he was one of the first players to do about nine step-overs before going anywhere near the opposition. Yeah. I mean, unless
3: oh, oh, Sinclair oh, played oh, in centre-back, yeah. I think that's very unfair.
1: Well, Sinclair did have that terrible ability to um, uh, do something good and then immediately give the ball away, which yeah. always should
2: be a kind of running yeah, I'm gap. Not, I'm not having Frank in there, but there you go. Daniel, yeah. you, you look poised, poised like a cobra, mate. No, I'm just gonna say, i just going I don't think Frank or Andy Mars were that bad. And no, weren't I don't great. So.
0: For, the, for the time, I mean, Anthony Barnes could have been a lot worse. Andy Dow, a lot worse fullbacks. backs um, Who else do we have? Oh, what, Manish? We had him on loan from Porto. Yeah. He yeah. was dreadful. I isn't mean, it, listen, uh, yeah, pre-2012, you know, we got was that other brother that began with? shit you? players. A lot of shit players. Oh, um, Rado, like, why are he
1: well? there? Who is that? Sorry. What quadrado?
2: Right? Oh,
0: Shite.
1: Jesus.
2: Oh, we're playing him in a couple of weeks, aren't we? Did, ben, did he mention Ben Haim in that team?
0: I can't remember.
2: No, but he, he no. he's worthy of a shout. There's oh, we okay. should do this. We should on a on a night when we're bored, we'll just yeah. do this. Um yeah. number now, three. Number oh, three. there's another one. There's more. Sorry, gotcha. JK.
1: I need to show my, my show my wonderful partner what football is all about. Have her experience the smell of burgers and shit. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. So put this in your diary. 17th of September 2022, Chelsea versus Spurs at the bridge. 5.15 kickoff, and I'll meet you at the cock at 11am and a curry afterwards. i have booked my tickets for England next September. Get in and up the Chelsea. Kind regards. Yes. We'll see you in 52 weeks. Can I just ask a question? How have they got the, um, the next year's fixture list already
0: hey, out? Wishful, yeah, thinking. Yeah. wishful thinking wishful thinking jake it'll probably be an international weekend yeah probably, it probably will probably. no
3: First, say something else to to mr Cini as well yeah which is we generally don't go for food after um yeah but we do game.
2: we do with bobby d mate oh,
3: do you. Oh yeah, i was just yeah, thinking because yeah.
2: it gets in the way of the drinking generally yeah but no because you need to eat by the time it gets to that time but if you've been with bobby d all day uh, the last time i I, mean, I probably have seen him since then but i i remember very fondly a time when bobby d came over and we were still podcasting in Putney Station and we had Canners on the show and it was after the West Ham match where Torres scored for the first time in oh, yeah. the, in a pissing down rain and he scored that goal. And we did the show uh, on the Monday, I presume, and we we had Canners on the show as I said, and we all went out for a curry afterwards with Canners and I've got pictures of that. It was a brilliant night. Bobby D, I cannot wait to see you, my friend. It's still it's been such a long time. By the way, for those of you who don't know, Bobby D gave me a signed uh, you know the old 70s umbro shirts yeah he gave me one of those which is signed by peter bonetti and chopper harris so there you go that's bobby d for you he's an absolute legend and i love him to pieces so there you go um thanks good to hear from you bobby d uh right we're gonna very very quick break and then we're gonna have a quick look at the uh chelsea versus malmo oh i know what i forgot we are gonna have a look at the chelsea malmo game in a minute but of course normally at this time we would be talking about the premier league predictions league wouldn't we the Chelsea fancast Premier League predictions but I'm not going to this week no no actually what 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 we what I decided Tony is that there is still a match going on you know yes. Arsenal are playing Palace Arsenal are one up at the moment I need a 2-1 there to resurrect what has been a beyond shit weekend for me um, but we normally would wait to the Friday show when it's been playing on a Monday but I, I, I can't be that cruel Because right now, the reason why Tony's been egging me on to talk about it is because right now he's got 205 points, which would make him the performer of the week. And Tony's been doing as shit as me. and Tony's been down the bottom of me and JK all season. And I think he's actually, in one fell swoop, elevated himself to page one. I am. Yeah, those who know this game know that there are some of us, me included, whose only ambition is to make page one. That's how shit I am. So yep. Tony, the Tony, the boy's done good. So unless, what have you predicted for Arsenal Palace?
3: I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. But what I will know is is that I'm a mere four points of blind lemon Harvey mm. and Mark Meehan, who I know is listening in right at this moment, I'm just fourteen points behind yeah. you, Mark. Yeah, well, you just just watch your back, mate. it will be like having Lewis Hamilton following you.
2: you and, I mean? Okay. Well, I need a two-one in this to avoid my worst week of the well, season I'm so Hamilton. far. Yeah, that too. Uh, brown envelopes, uh, please. Anyway, I need I to. I am so crap, George. You, you're now even... bottom again.
1: I didn't even know there was a page one.
2: Well, I know. Nor do I, mate. I've not seen it all season. Yeah, but no. you you are officially bottom at the moment. That's how stinky was, you've was, been. Was
1: I bad bad this week? As well? horrible.
2: You have got min- minus nineteen points. I've got minus four. Okay, I'm in, mate. I'm only sixty nine. I'm only about five places above you, mate. So I'm not. I'm not shouting here at all. <laughs> I need need 2 1 Arsenal to avoid the worst week I've had. It's been an absolute shower, the lot of it. But well done, Tony. Well done, Tony. It's good to see a good man having some good fortune for a change. Anyway, we will be back after this break. Real fans, real opinions.
0: I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea
2: Football Fancast. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I'm of course Stamford Chidge, and I'm joined by the wonderful Jonathan Kidd, hello. the lovely Dan Silver, hello, and the performer of the week, Mr. Tony Glover.
3: Uh, bonsoir.
2: There we go. Nice to see you all. Now, uh, we have the little matter of another game on uh, Wednesday night, would you believe? God, they come round thick and fast, don't they, at this time of the season. And it's against Malmö, uh, who are, I think, the best way to describe them is that they are shit. Uh, so far in the Champions League, they've lost 4-0. 4-0 away to Zenit, who let's be fair, gave us a good run for our money, And we, although we should have battered them. Uh, and they lost 3-0 at home to Juventus. And I was thinking, oh, we've never played Malmo before. And then, of course, I remembered, of course we have. We played them in the Europa Cup uh, when we won the Europa Cup a couple of seasons ago. And uh, we won 3-0 at home and we won 2-1 away. And I, I actually went back to the scripts. I didn't, couldn't be asked to listen to the shows. Uh, i leave that to you lot. But I went back to the scripts to see if I could remember how shit Malmo were then. And they were really, really shit. But mm. we were awful. I read the notes for the both games I mean, we, we let a stupid goal in which really put the pressure on us if I recall when we were out there and we we were profligate to the in the extreme and kind of got away with it in the end but we are not that team anymore this is a different Chelsea team so I think the first thing really is um, Malmo is shit and we need to get back on track, JK uh, certainly in the Champions League I mean, we need to get over that defeat against Juventus
1: well, yes. Um, is he going to arrest anybody? Is he going to play his best team? What is his best do you know, team? Do
2: you know you what? I, I've done I've you, done a little team selection. I know. You're... I'm
1: looking at it. I'm looking what, at shall it.
2: Shall I read it out? Let me read it. Do you, do you want to yeah. read it out? You read it out.
1: Well, you've got um, Saar playing at... Uh...
2: I'm presuming that Rudiger won't be <laughs> fit yet. I'm presuming no, he is Rudiger fit. won't. He was, he was is he... training today. He okay. Well, Rudiger's in for Saar if that's the case. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, why aren't you playing Christensen?
2: Because uh, I like Silva, but again, okay. he may be tired. So Christensen would be.
1: Why won't he play Christensen, and then he can play James instead of Adoy?
2: Well, okay, I'm going to read my team out because then I can. Oh, sorry, read, it. sorry, I'm I can, questioning. I can explain this, so it. Sorry. I can explain it while I'm it's so going. You read, on. It, you read it. You I read think, it. I think. I think. I think that uh, Tuchel will also agree with me that Malmo is shit. Uh, so it's a good opportunity to mix and match a bit possibly so i do agree with you i think if 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 rudiger's fit he'll play rudiger and not sar yeah. um i think i think he will play silver actually i really do but i mean Christensen equally as good i the reason i i've kind of gone for james at, at right center back i mean he'll probably play aspie admittedly but i thought it might be you know, If he plays James, he, he, invariably he has to play him at right wing-back. That's the obvious truth. But I, I I think it would be a nice chance for hudson O'Doy to see what he can do again. Uh, I have to say, I'd much rather see hudson Adoy out left up front because I think that's where his best position is. But He played well there the other day, he didn't did he? did. So maybe he'll play him instead of Werner. Who knows? I think he'll make changes. I really do. I'd like to see Kante and Loftus-Cheek in the middle of the field or Jorginho and Loftus-Cheek in the middle of the field. I don't mind which. But I will want Kovacic then. I fucking hope not. But I, I mean, I, that sounds horrible about Kovacic, who I like. But I want to see Loftus Cheek play again because I think the more games he plays at the moment, the better. Chilwell's got a start for me. Uh, so he'll probably play Alonso. Um, I've picked Werner and Lukaku and Mount up front. Uh, I think two up the front on their own doesn't work. We need a link and I think Mount can provide that. I'd be very happy to play Mount behind Werner and Lukaku actually to try and provide that link. Uh, and I think that Mount will link up well with Chilwell or Hudson-Odoi and Loftus-Cheek. So I I, I would play Mount behind Werner and Lukaku rather than out towards the right. Um, but I think we need Werner and Lukaku to try and figure out how to play with each other. And so I think they need the m- more games as possible. But after last weekend, I, that, I'll, that will be totally wrong. But that's my view on it, JK. Uh,
1: well, I, I think he won't play Adoy. And I think he'll play James as the right wing back. And I think he'll play... Um, five, three, two, 3 um, uh, 2 and I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, he gives Zayek a go instead of Mount unless I'm not he's still sure got a headache he, unless he still has a headache I'm just not sure that he thinks Mount is playing well enough at the moment well, Mount,
2: Mount needs the games then
1: yeah but then why would he do that against the, against Malmo I think he'd bring him on um, I mean I don't know why we, why we're making these assessments because we're wrong every time. So, well, you know, it's a, kind of, it's a good thing to do though, isn't it? It's, but, it's a good know, thing
2: to do because it it, it, it it kind of stokes the debate, doesn't it? Really? It, it, and of course it does. But at the same time, you know, I mean I,
1: I don't think you'll play cheek at all. I think you'll play Kante and um, and Jorginho and um uh so Saar won't play. I think you'll play Silver, I think you'll play Christensen, I think you'll play um uh Rudiger. Um Uh, I mean, having said that, though, he tends not to put a player straight back in, doesn't he? He tends to put a player who's been injured um, on the bench initially, but I think he'll play Rudiger. Um, And I think, uh, yeah, and so it'll be um, uh, um, Lukaku, uh, Havertz and Zayek.
2: Wow. Dan, you wanted to come in?
0: Yeah, I just think this is a must-win game, so I think he's going to pick the strongest possible team he can because Norwich on the weekend who he puts out against Norwich at home should win. So I think he's going to pick a team that's going to go and win and win comfortably. Because if we win our back to backs against Malmo in a much stronger position going into the last two tougher matches. Mm. I think it'll be a strong team. I think he'll I think Havertz will start. I think Lukaku will start. I think JK's right maybe Ziet will come in just mm. to get get some balls in for Lukaku's head.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I think you know we shouldn't I think he'll pick James as well. I think he'll have Chilwell. Back three will be probably First choice back three, then the midfield two. You
2: know, who knows? But it'll be a, it'll be a really strong
1: team. Bearing in you've agreed with Canada. me. You've agreed
0: with me, Dan. I know. Yeah, I, mean,
2: thank I, you. I think I think Great my long. my team's you know pretty strong. I mean, Mendy, Silva, James, Kante, Loftus Cheek, Chilwell, Vernon lukaku Mount. I mean, they're they're pretty much first you know starters most of the time. Tony, what do you think?
3: I'm closer to you, Cheech. I think than than the other two. I think that he he will want that bernard uh, Lukaku partnership to develop, so, and I think that's an ideal opportunity to do that. I disagree with Dan that um, <laughs> that's a massive danger on a lunchtime kick-off on a European week to assume that we're just going to roll through Norwich. I don't think you know. It's I, it's I'm so sorry, bad, I, Crystal Palace so, so couldn't. Bad. Crystal Palace couldn't buy a goal. Uh, uh, a few seasons back, and then they played us, and guess what? You know, so I, I I'm, I'm stoked with Chelsea pessimism when I'm when we meet teams like that at Stamford Bridge on the lunchtime kickoff and think, yeah, we're gonna you know look at Norwich, they're really struggling because at one point or another they're probably gonna win a game, and uh, so I'd be very careful. I'm closer to you. I think I'm not sure he'll risk silver. Um. I think, you know, possibly could sit back and, and, and put Christensen in that position against them. Um, but other than that, the only other change I think possibly could be Mount for Havertz. But, but we need Mount back in Mason Mount form. Um, and for whatever reason, he's just not been quite what he was last season. It, 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 you know, I've, I've said it before, it could be just, you know, like... Um, it wasn't their second album, but Pink Floyd had to follow up Dark Side of the Moon. We wish you were here, which ultimately was a better album. But at the time, everyone said, oh, no, 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 it's not as good. And I think Mount's possibly in that post-fantastic season, not slump, but, you know, it's just not quite hitting it all. And I think games like this, um, yeah, I'd be inclined to possibly put Havertz in there and let Mount run riot. As best he can against
2: Norwich. I, I think you make. I, I mean, you know, I, I've I've mentioned this in the in the you know, the, the the notes and stuff or the script, call it what you will. And I think it's a valid question to ask. It's almost like the the thing we dare not speak of. But Mount is in poor form at the moment, Dan. No doubt about yeah. it. um And I wonder if it's it's he's knackered, you know, because he's played a lot of games in a very short space of time. That he's mentally fatigued, you know, that he's been such a key player for us over the last two years, and he's very young still, and I wonder, you know, the rigors. Or I mean, how many, you know, we've all. I, I say this again. We say it every week. Said it about three times on the show tonight. All four of us have watched a hell of a lot of football over a very long time, and the number of times you see players, uh, you know, win a major trophy, then have a, a good international tournament, uh, and they come back, and they're mentally fatigued, and I wonder if that's what's going on with Mason yeah. Mount.
0: Yeah, I think now and I think he's also carrying a slight injury as well. Cause Do it was you? Yeah, I think I did. With he, he had a slight knock, that's why he missed a game mm. for his yeah. national break. So maybe he's not 100. percent Of course fit.
2: he did, didn't he? He was out for a couple of games, yeah. did not he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. if
0: he's got that accumulation fatigue, it just by yeah. his own standards, his levels have dropped a little bit. You mm. know, it's understandable for, for young players to kind of not always be that's- at a high level. But he's, he's, a, he's a winner. He'll come back. Yeah. No I'm not
2: worried about him, but you know, yeah. right now he's not in good form. So he, no. he, he, I think that's why I went for him, because I think he needs to be played back into it. The other the other concern I have at the moment, JK, and I think on a similar theme really, is Havertz. Havertz is not doing it for me at the moment. Um, and yet again, he's a player that I, I, I have a, a huge amount of faith in, because I think he's he's a brilliant player. But I wonder if there's something, you know, he's a, I wonder if for Habits, it's a bit after the Lord Mayor's show, you know, what? instant, you know, goal in the champion, wins as the Champions League with a goal, becomes an instant legend. You know, and I remember, you remember, remember what Roy Keane, that wonderful old curmudgeon said, you know, the year after United won the treble in 99, they won the Champions League. And he said, ah, they're all too busy, all too busy looking at the Rolex watches the next season and the Ferraris they bought, you know, and he basically said that they, they, they mm. basically, you know, basically they believed their own hype I wonder if there might be a bit of that with Habits.
1: no it's like Kurt LeBeouf winning the World Cup and same with um, Schuler, as well winning the World Cup mm. and they just and they uh, they just wandered around the um, is that the, the same t-
2: Schuler that was in uh, the Arches very
1: F- mm. yeah, yeah that, that was that was Schuller as opposed to Schuler.
2: okay or Schuller
1: <laughs> yeah, surely not um, um but uh, so oh, oh, Palace yeah.
2: have equalised
1: Yes. Yes. Hey. Oh, good. But I I might have got... I think I put that down as a draw. So I might be... I've got
2: 2-1. Arsenal need to score
1: a winner. I might vault you. I might get past you and not be bottom. I um, I will close the uh,
2: league if that happens.
1: I I think he also has a dilemma because um, they're playing differently with Lukaku. And I think he was very good towards the end of the season in playing... The false nine. I think he got better and better playing in that role. He could wander around wherever he wanted, and he can't do that now. And it, I think, it, it, it's difficult for him to know where his position is.
2: He's like he's like an organic uh, bison, isn't he? He likes to roam the plains free, eating grass wherever it's he. An pleans. Australian
1: way of saying um, taps and a bison. It's over there, mate. By the taps.
2: Mate, no, not and, no, no. A okay, a uh, bullock.
1: A bullock. He's like a bullock. No, no. I think there's nothing bullock-like about him Okay. Habit. A cow. No, no, there's nothing cow like about him. I think he's, he's a bovine animal that likes to uh, roam
2: not, free
3: on
1: the plains. He's not, he's, not, he's a literary figure. Okay. He's, I'm he's, giving up with that one, then. He's something out of Jane Austen. You
3: he's know, a poet, he's, is he? Like a like
1: the He's he's Peets he's and wandering Tennyson. as lonely as I'll a tell cow. You who he's like. No, he's Chatterton in his garret just before he died of consumption. That's who he looks like in a white really
2: positive JK. Yeah, he's
1: got a white shirt he on. He does
2: he does look a bit consumptive actually, doesn't he? Yeah, he he's got a, a very healthy. pallid pallor. Yeah,
1: yeah, and he he dances about a bit. No, I I think he's I think he he bizarrely flourished as a false nine, and yeah. I think got a problem now because he, he can't play there anymore no, I way.
2: know well I mean this is what I was saying earlier I think that we've now got two strikers in that squad one yeah, is Lukaku yeah, yeah, and one yeah. is Havertz yeah and I actually agree with you I think that Havertz I mean forget calling him the false nine Havertz playing in, as nine plays that nine in a very different way to Lukaku I said this earlier on the show he will move around he will be hard to mark yes, he will come deep That's he why can he's create space, as well as score creating stuff absolutely and I don't
1: think he re- he's got a role to play now.
2: I agree with you. He, he, you know, outside of that system, he's a square peg in a round hole. Um, and ironically, I think right now Lukaku is a square peg in a round hole in the system that we play because we're still trying to play the same system that we played when Havertz was in that false nine position. When we've now got a proper striker, therein lies the problem. I rest my case, Milud. There we go. That was good. You don't get this kind of analysis anywhere else, and appalling Roy Keane impersonations. I mean, it's just you just don't get this anywhere.
1: I liked it, Chidge. I, I thought th- it wasn't
2: a... it wasn't very good. Donal's, 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 Donal, a Donal's made a very
3: good point about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, he says the Donal says the people of Cork have recoiled at that accent. <laughs> they just they just drowned in their Guinness, Donal. I agree with you. I, I'm not doing my Irish he- heritage. any credit. you need credit. a bit more terse with it, don't you? I, more I more... actually, I will dig this it's out for you. I will dig this out for you. But there's a. Uh, a program I made for uh, ESPN years ago, where we had to recreate the uh, Roy Keane rant at Mick McCarthy in the World Cup in Japan, and the way we did it is we had a photo- We had no budget. We had a photograph of Roy Keane, okay, and then what we did was we had my mouth, you know, keyed into it in post, speaking. The rant, and I did a brilliant Roy Keane impersonation. I will dig it out for you, JK, and send you a clip. I'd love to see that. You would love it. You would love, I'd it. love it. So there we go. Dan, are you concerned about Mount and Havertz? I mean, Mount we covered, but Havertz?
0: A little bit, because he's, he's, he's been like the curious egg since he's been here, hasn't he? Very much like good in parts. And we paid enough to pay like 17 million quid for him. So we need to really kind of see him, you know, kick on. Over the course of season, they he's been doing really well situation. for Germany, it's
1: hasn't good. he, Dan? He's been Great. doing well for Germany. He's been scoring. Yeah, listen, it's very tough. He's much been further forward. Co- in- COVID,
0: Covid, really affects it badly. Not having family, um, and friends. No, no, we're, good, past that, good, surely. Surely we're past no, 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 that. Surely, we In terms of his first season, not seeing family, he's young, he's still a young boy. No, but we, no, he's going to play Dan, he's
1: the star. He scored the winning goal in the Champions League I know, but
0: just take take the you know the human issue into this. No, he's we're not
1: going downhill again now and giving COVID as an excuse.
0: That, that, no, JK, let me please finish. His whole point of view, he had a tough first year with COVID, not seeing his family. He kind of got up to the, the heights with the goal in the final and he's kind of plateaued a bit. He all come good.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it's the, it's the plateauing, Dan, a bit after the Lord Mayor's show. I mean, yeah. I mean he's 21 years old and I, I agree with you, all the problems he had last season with his health and being isolated and all the rest of it and away from his family. Then the euphoria of scoring the winning, as I said, instant legend. I mean, you know, there's going to be some blowback on that. And I think that's what we're seeing. But I do think actually JK's point is very salient, which is it's a positional one. You know, as I said, you know, Lukaku is the wrong striker for the season we played last year, which we're still playing. And Havertz is the right striker for that system, but isn't playing. So it's, you know, that's what needs to be sorted out. Right, Tony, what's going to happen on Wednesday? Are you going, by the way?
3: No, 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 no. Um, I'll be playing walking football, um, as I normally do. Um, but I'll, I will watch it on TV. But no, no, no. Midweek games are a pain in the arse. Yeah, get I'm in the family, same. As I, you well,
2: know. well I, I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday late, so I can't make this one. Although I could have done this week because I have got the week off uh, more for me. But I didn't realise that at the time. But anyway, so I couldn't get a ticket. Two nil. Two
3: nil. Two nil. Who's going to score? Uh, actually, I think Lukaku will get a goal, um, and I don't know. I think Do you know what? I, I fancy, I fancy Loftus Cheek to break his duck.
2: Mm, oh, that would be nice. I'd like that. Uh, yeah, I'd like that. I think he scored against them in uh, one of the matches we played against them. I can't remember exactly. Anyway, J.K. What say you? Four nil. Four nil. Lukaku
1: He's gonna... just score all four.
2: Lukaku just score all four. Do Giroux? Yeah. Yeah, against Severe. In the Europa, yeah, I like that. Dan, last word five, to you. 5-1. Five, 5-1? One. Five, one? Yeah. Fucking hell, you're also... Okay, I I, I I see you, I see you, I raise you, and I'm going to go 2-1. No, they don't let in goals. 2 nil. All right? I'm going to be a miserable old curmudgeon and go 2 nil. That's the same as me, then, cheese. I think that's the old great Did You, did did great you, say two, thing you thing. said 2 nil. I did say so, 2 Okay, I'll, I'll go yeah. one nil then. Ah, okay then. Yeah, I'm lowering lowering the tone here. and go one nil. Yeah, I think we all think we're going to win. I mean, the fact of the matter is, here's the thing, boys. If we don't beat Malmo at home in the Champions League, then there's something seriously flaming well wrong because they are not a very good side. You know, I thought Zenit, you know, to their credit, brilliantly organised, couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo, thankfully. Very organised. You know, this lot... That, for Zenit stuffed Malmo 4-0, mate, at home, so...
1: Perhaps they watch the Brentford game and they'll just do nothing and then suddenly... Hit the ball up in the air and run after
2: it. I think I think we should we should be beating this lot by three goals yeah, minimum. That's, that's why we've said five yeah. one and. 4-0. I mean miles. I'm just being a bit of a git really, but I mean Kerry, my blessed the blessed Saint Kerry of Dixon always used to say to me he, whenever he does predictions he goes on how much better in terms of goals he thinks one team is over another, and I th- on that on the Kerry index, I you know we're three goals better than than uh, Malmo any day of the week so. I'm going to go, I'm going to re- I'm going to recuse or reverse my decision and I'm going to go 3-0. Okay, there we go. 3-0, 4-0. 5-1. Three 4-0 5-1. That's and uh, what are
1: you, Tony?
2: 2-0. 2-0. All right, there you go. Uh, well, well done, boys. That was a lot of fun. Enjoyed that. Brilliant fun tonight, Yeah, Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, um, sadly, that's all we've got time for this week, though. Now, uh, courtesy of me going to see the uh, Tom Robinson band, do uh uh power and the glory with marco and mark mehan on friday uh we're doing the show this week the preview show on thursday evening and uh jk myself dean mears is is back with us so dean will be on the show and no i'm talking about a different show here what am i talking about <laughs> oh no i'm not i'm not it's yeah me jk and dean uh, Sam Encausse will be doing the uh, the little you know first part with us as always, and we've got a lovely guy who does the Scrimmage podcast for Norwich, but he's a he's a BBC man, so he's like proper professional. So we have to be on our best behaviour and uh, and actually be sensible. He will answer your questions, J.K. If you're asking,
1: shall I wear my DJ?
2: Yes, as long as there's nothing un, 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 below that, that would be perfect. They're just my my jacket. Yes, it's okay. But he will answer your questions. I'm sure of that. He's used to. So there we go so don't miss that one that's Thursday night the podcast will be going up afterwards as always uh next Monday JK and myself will be joined by the Housewives choice Mr Clayton Bierman uh, I have got this completely wrong Adam's with us Adam's with us on Thursday not Sam I knew there was Sam something was last Friday yeah, yeah I knew there was something fishy going on there typos by me yeah Adam's on the show with us on Thursday uh but JK myself Clayton Bierman and Sam Inkersoll for the whole damn show on Monday to talk to you about the Norwich match and no doubt look ahead to the Southampton Caribou Cup match. So there you go. Don't forget to check out Dean's Went Wentomo King's Meadow podcast on the Chelsea FC women's team. One will drop this week, no doubt. And ours our podcast will be dropping with you very shortly. Uh, on ChelseaFanCast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud and Spotify as well as other podcast distributors. A uh, very quick shout out for the Patreons who we love more than life itself many of whom uh, I'm glad to say turned up at our Q&A show last Monday. We had a lot of fun. Really good to see some uh, familiar and unfamiliar faces too. Uh, they got there by virtue of bunging me cash every month and I love them for it uh, via Patreon. If you want to do the same it's Patreon.com forward slash Fancast uh, and you get a few benefits. Not many. We're not we're not that kind of benefit-minded. Uh, but the odd one, like a Kerry Dixon banner, joining our Discord group and the occasional Q&A, and a few other things planned as well, will be yours. Uh, and, of course, we've only had one email this week, but don't worry, we, we, we can deal with it. If you want to send an email in or just a message on Patreon or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and you want it read out by us, Get them in by the end of the day on a Sunday. The email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com, and we're at Chelsea Fancast on all of the socials. Now, you can follow us, as I said, at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kid, Tony at Jack UK, and the legend that is the Chiellini lookalike, Mr. Dan Silver. He is at DanSilves73. There we go. I could do that without looking. I'm getting better at this. Now, uh, Jonathan, as always, a delight. To see you,
1: with a wonderful team around me, it was very simple to be loquacious.
2: Yes, we missed you last week. We missed you on the. Uh, Kenroy had a question for you as well. Oh, can he? Can he?
1: Uh, is he listening tonight? I don't know yeah. if
2: he's in the in Mixler, but he asked. He said, "Can you tell me the difference between Mickey Hazard and Eden Hazard?"
1: Um, one's born and in English. <laughs>
2: <Four stars. laughs> one Four drives sports. a cab; the other doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, one is playing for. Real Madrid, not very well, and the other one is um, uh, in a Spurs ambassador.
2: Indeed, uh, lovely to see you as always. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Thursday as always. Dan, great to see you, mate.
0: Yeah, good to have me. Thanks for having me, even.
2: Yeah, good to see you. look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Yeah, I'm staying up. Early. Yeah, I'm staying up on on uh, on Friday night. Got to meet Kerry early in the morning. Early in the morning. Uh, so, but I cool. might actually be able to get to the cock for like maybe opening. Which would be good
0: oh, to table anyway. So yeah.
2: got a drive though, so I can't be on the source yeah. too much. Yeah, because I have going up the day before. There are no trains from Hampshire at the moment. Oh, bus bus replacement service every mm. fucking weekend for God knows how long. So I'm, I'm not going to be on the piss a lot, which is a bit of a shame. But there you go. I'll see you Saturday. There's no doubt about that. Tony, are you coming on Saturday?
3: I am on Saturday. I think I too will be with vehicle, yeah. um, which means that uh, I can have a pint maybe before the game. Um, but uh, and 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 I think it, I do think it's it's sleepover for my two grandchildren. So, um, granddad needs to be able to regale them with stories okay. that are not football related, indeed,
2: or slur while doing them, or well,
3: slur while doing it, yeah,
2: or slur more than normal while doing yes. it, yes, yeah, 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 Tony, as always, lovely to see you, it's mate. Been brilliant, mate. It yeah. really has it's been great fun, great fun, always yeah. is. And uh, the lovely, the lovely denizens of uh, Mixler, always delightful to see all of you lot in there too sorry we don't i don't get to talk too much to you i've mentioned a few things i know but uh, always lovely to see you there uh thank you very much for listening and uh, of course the people who are listening to this podcast later thank you for listening to see you on thursday until then keep it blue keep it carefree and keep it shells
0: Eine Frage. Wie schnell war der Aufschlag? 150 km/h. Wie lang war der Drive?
1: 229 Meter.
0: Wie lange hast du geschlafen? Oh, 7 Stunden 54 Minuten. Letzte Frage. Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der Achtsamkeit?
2: Ja, genau das mache ich.
0: Wir alle haben
1: Fragen. Und die neue Apple Watch Series 7 hat die Antworten. Auf dem bisher größten und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am Handgelenk. Lieferengpässe möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6S oder neuer App aus dem App Store, aber erforderlich.